Oh, chill. Is it? I wish. Oh, <laughs> tell us about your life. Tell us, for the people listening, mm-hmm. why don't you state who we are and, and what you do, things creatively. I know you play music, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you do other stuff because no one just plays music. Yeah, well, um, I, well, yeah, I play music. I'm I'm a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's kind of hard to talk about myself, really. It is, which is, like, why I was thinking about this podcast a lot. But um, I'm a vocalist, and I would say my style is very, it's, it's unique. It's uh, very unconventional mm-hmm. when it comes to the type of music that I like to um, well, sing or the music that I want to create. Because mm-hmm. I'm still in the process of... Um, figuring out what my own sound is, mm-hmm. just as Ayana Brown Bay. Um, but yeah, besides music, I am also a mentor with Guitars Over Guns, and I teach vocals to a group of middle schoolers, and they're awesome. Um, Can you talk more about that second thing you said, Good Times guitar, Over? Guitars Over Guns. Guitars Over uh-huh. Guns. Can you talk about it? I've never heard yeah. of that. So it's a non for profit and basically we just go to like different communities uh different schools we're placed in different schools and we act as mentors to the children but through music oh yeah so like my i teach vocals um there i do have a team with me and we have like a bass teacher or mentor a guitar mentor and there's a keys mentor as well <laughs> so yeah, so we do a little bit of just, like, teaching music and just finding, like, uh, teaching, like, social-emotional learning activities mm-hmm. and just empathy through music. Yeah. So. Different yeah. Chicago highs or elementary mm-hmm. schools? In Chicago, yeah. Um, That's so great. Different middle schools and um, high schools as well. There, are, there are some elementary schools, too, though. Yeah, but it's yeah, a little bit I'm easier just, to have that, that title with junior high high school mm-hmm. saying yeah. guitars over guns to like a kindergartner is a little they might not yeah. get it might be a little aggressive that's <laughs> a great be. that's a great organization that's cool yeah i've never heard of it but i i support that I like i've that. been in a, a part of it for two years now so it's been it's been great mm. how'd you yeah. get hooked up with that um i actually knew somebody so i also work at a rock climbing gym I'm, oh. I'm still there, um, but I knew somebody who was a member there, and they were a Guitars Over Guns mentor, and they kind of, like, introduced me to that, along with um, another, um, you know, Add To. Add To. From, well, he has a studio. Oh, he's a rapper. He has a studio mm-hmm. um, in, uh, on 3rd? It's in Bronzeville. <laughs> it's not far from here, yeah. then. Yeah, it's not far from here Okay, at all. no, I don't know that um, it is. But Haven Studios, and I, I met him there, and he was also, like, one of my mentors as well. Oh, so, okay. And he's a part of Guitars of Guns. He's now the, um, the, what, what am I, why am I forgetting the titles? Um, My mind just went Brain fart. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just... Brain freeze. Yeah. Okay. So you 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 mentor and you do guitar over guns. Mm-hmm. And then you sing in Soul Dial. Mm-hmm. Any other 
bands or anybody you perform with? Um, for myself. From your, so, for yourself. Yeah. So I lot. actually just did a gig on the 26th, which was super awesome. Where at? Uh, Golden Dagger. Nice. I'm playing there in a month, so. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw your post yeah. too. It's a cool spot. Yeah. I'm gonna try to go to that. Cool. So, Thank you. Yeah. You you played there mm-hmm. a handful of times. Yeah. Yeah. We sold out, and then as like uh, our open jam residency, every second Monday of the month we play there That's as well awesome. and just host that that jam. But um, yeah, I had my first like solo show. Um, I had other musicians with me, but more focused on like my music style. Mm-hmm. Um. On the 26th, and that was great. That was really cool. So, and so you just play alone for that? Hmm? Do you just perform alone for that? Do you have a band with you? And- oh, I did. Yeah, I had a band with me. Okay. So I had um, I had Josh Levine on organ and keys, uh, Carmani on bass, and Upright, too. First time with Upright, which was awesome. And then Rachel Antone on aerophone. And then uh, Jake Hennessy. You know, Jake mm-hmm, Hennessy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um he helped out on drums as well. So it was really cool. That's Just cool. I got a chance to express, I guess, like, be in control of, like, the music that I want to put out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Soul Dow, I love Soul Dow. It's great. But it's more of a collective. So it's just, like, a smaller part of me. Yes. Then. Yeah, the people you know. in Soul Dow, there's no way they can't give... Mm-hmm. A lot of themselves in it, mm-hmm. you know, because they're exactly. all such great musicians. I've yeah. worked with everyone in that group of a few d- different ways, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How did you get hooked up with the people you perform with now? Like, how long have you been playing music in Chicago? Mm. Are you from here? I'm assuming you're not I'm by not. your cell phone area <laughs> code. <laughs> uh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Right. But I've been, I've been playing in Chicago. I guess a year and a half now. So it really started with Soul Dial, but I've done things before that. Like mm-hmm. I had, a, I put together a band um, back in 2019. Uh, it was called Wrong People. <laughs> 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 and, you know, it didn't stay <laughs> as a group, so the, the name was kind of fitting. <laughs> Not in a <laughs> bad way or anything like that, but it was it's kind of funny. Um, but... That, we did a show at Uncommon Ground back mm-hmm. in 2019, July, I believe. That was really cool. Was um, it the one in Lakeview or the one in mm-hmm. Edgewater? Okay. Lakeview, Lakeview. And uh, I've done, like, open jams, open mics every here and there. Okay. But our I didn't really start until, like, Sold Out's debut show, which was February 14th of... 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And when did you come to Chicago? From uh, 2015 for college. Oh, okay, Columbia. Yeah. So I went to Columbia for acting. Oh, you act. Yeah. Yeah. You left that I, I did. You did? You did <laughs> yeah. not anymore? Um, I would eventually get back into it. But um, acting, acting is, is different. I, I like it. I am very much a storyteller. So that also comes out in the way that I sing or just the way that I perform in music. Um, I What I love about acting is the the opportunity to build a character or bring something like to life. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring about like realistic circumstances and, and just see like being able to empathize with 
these characters and just make them believable. I think that's really cool. I really love understanding why people do the things that they do mm -hmm. and like why they make certain choices. And you can experience that and kind of dive into another person's backstory or life through acting. So that's what I found fascinating about it. I, I find people fascinating. I'm very much an observer than I am a just put myself in the the conversation. Mm. Um, do you do you find that makes you more uh, introverted or extroverted? I'm definitely more introverted. Well, I'm an outgoing <laughs> introvert. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of singers, front people, are mm -hmm. outgoing introverts. Mm. I've noticed. I've learned a lot about. I don't have any psychology background, but after working with an untold amount of musicians and having conversations you st and filming and recording and filming and recording and putting on events with them, you just start to see these types of interesting um, similarities and pathways of like a drummer, a bass player, a guitar really? player, a singer, how long they've been singing, mm -hmm. female, male, uh, what kind of band, saxophone players, like um, bass players are by far the most, like there's a couple exceptions, but they're by far the most like quiet and meek people I've ever hmm. met. Um, what do you notice about the introverted, outgoing introverted lead vocalists? Um, so sometimes they have a shtick, like mm -hmm. outfits mm -hmm. or hair, <laughs> yeah. things they can hide <laughs> behind a little bit. I know because mm -hmm. I do it too. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> you know when you see it. And they, I think... I've noticed outside of the takes of filming or performing, they're uh, very, very quiet to themselves. But the second, like, things are rolling or the stage is calling your name to perform, and you have that mic, you, that's, like, the one thing you get to... You get to hide behind your own voice in a strange way. Mm. And although it makes no sense, it sounds um, counterintuitive that, like, you're in front, everyone's looking at you. They're looking at you, they're listening to you, they see you move. If you're especially if you're just you like a singer with no instrument to hide behind, then you're really in the foreground. Mm -hmm. Um but it seems to be like this safe haven or this place where you can kind of hide in plain sight. I don't know. It's very interesting. And but I'd say most singers are not that introverted, but I've noticed that I've seen some that are, and I always wonder like how they do it because traditionally you hear introverted and you hear like that they don't go out as much if they do they kind of they want to be the bass player the drummer the people are kind of like in the back mm -hmm. no one knows who they are they don't have to like prove anything to anyone they're hiding in in the back uh lead guitar players and singers tend to be people in the front you know more showboating more information that they have to display but yeah it's it's been interesting to notice that um more quiet and less but more naturally, like, less concerned about um, how they're perceived, it seems like. I can't explain it. They're not, like, looking for anything. It seems more like they're doing it because, like, this is how you get your energy out because you're you're more used to being, like, to observe and to watch. But, mm -hmm. I mean, these are just gross generalizations, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I've met plenty of singers that are super, you know, loud and super quiet and plenty of bass players that are, but... By and large, drummers and bass players tend to be a little bit more quiet. Um, or the drummer might have the most, like, smart-ass remarks, the drummers. 
but they'll <laughs> never like they they, keep, they only talk about it between takes or practice. They'll uh-huh. never like on stage. They're just so quiet and chill. Okay. So many drummers are like that, <laughs> but they always have to have like the most ridiculous things to do or say. Yeah. Um, I think they have a lot of energy. I think drummers mm-hmm. do, and it's the most movement related instrument by far. Yeah. And then a lot of lead guitar players, I've noticed, uh, they really, like, a lot of them can be super technical and, and nerdy about their craft, but they also still, like, want that limelight, you know, like, you're the lead guitar player. Historically, it's always been, like, big names associated with that, mm-hmm. you know. But, again, fun generalizations, but there is mm-hmm. no actual rhyme or reason behind it, I think. It's whatever you get called to, you get called to, whatever you do. But I, by far the most unique one is like what you said, like introverted front person singer. It Anybody who's like an introverted person, person who doesn't like to be in the spotlight or associate with like a, ro- a lot of people all the time, probably blows their mind. They're like, I don't understand. Like makes me so nervous thinking about mm-hmm. being a quiet, nervous, anxious person and then just putting yourself, like throwing yourself to the wolves, you know? So... Being that way, what is it like? You you uh, tell your story about like how you got into singing, why you if you're introverted, how do you do because you also probably have to do a lot more of like booking and communicating with people because it's just kind of almost expected out of a lot of yeah. singers um, and front people. For me, it's more of I don't know if it's like when I'm on stage that I feel like I can hide behind it. It's more of I guess, like, an opportunity to share myself with the world, like, just share my voice or what I'm passionate about to express myself. Because a lot of times, or just, like, growing up, um, I've always felt in the background. Mm. And when I'm on stage, I feel like myself. Like, I feel like this is Ayana up here. Because I know that... Singing is what I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm not to like sound arrogant or anything, but I'm I'm pretty damn good at it. <laughs> I I love my voice. You have a great do. voice. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you better you about to kick me under the table. I love my voice, and you better too. No, but, you I have, mean, no, y'all don't have to. If you didn't have a good I, voice, I would have said something else. I'd have found like, yeah. You're doing great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sometimes I wonder, like when people uh, compliment, I wonder how. I just sometimes I wonder, like, what type of compliment it is. If it's just like a, like, oh, that was good because like etiquette is yeah. after a show, like, oh, that was great, you did a great job, or if it's like genuinely, that was great, like, you know. Sometimes yeah. I think about that, but I, I've always felt like. um interacting with you know anyone after I come off the stage has always felt genuine but sometimes I just being having to like give all that energy and like give so much of myself on a stage after a show after I come off the stage I just want to be to myself a lot Mm. of the time Mm -hmm. because it's I was just vulnerable I was just um sharing something like deep and something that I'm very passionate about. And so I always appreciate connecting with people afterwards, but sometimes I just need the space for myself to, like, recoup. Let me bring myself back together. And, um, 
Yeah. I think I think uh, the more that I perform, though, and I don't know, this is like a bad thing to say, but I'm probably going to be one of those artists. Like, if I become bigger or more like influential, I'm probably going to be one of those artists that sneak out the back door <laughs> at the end of a show. Sometimes. And doesn't say hi to the fans. Sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes I can't. I yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I if I have to, I will. But there are times when I don't want to. And it's not because of anybody else or them is because i need a moment for myself Mm -hmm. so you always feel that way a lot of the time yeah um that's the introvert in you yeah it's it's more because like the way that i think about what like when it comes to being extroverted or introverted i think about what type of energy um mm, yeah i guess what type of energy you can take in or how much energy you can take mm-hmm. um so i'm very observant and i process everything internally and uh, if there's a lot coming at me it's easy for me to get overstimulated mm. so if i just like performed and just let out all my emotions and then there's more emotions coming towards me then it's just like wait hold on i gotta deal with mine first yeah. hold on <laughs> like Look, <laughs> we're on the same page. <laughs> so, so at a venue where, like, you can't, there is no backstage, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've performed at, and you're kind of just, like, you're still amongst everyone before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. Are those ones a little bit more taxing for you? you when want, it's so close? Yeah, when it's so dog? close and you have, like, you can't, there is no green room to go to. You're, like, amongst everyone still. You can't, like, hide away. Um, I don't know. Can't really answer that because it really it depends on the performance, maybe. Yeah, the performance or like I like being close to the crowd when I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always after. <laughs> after is the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's something that I don't know. I'm still trying to understand about myself, but at the same time, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just like how I think about it, but yeah, and I know plenty yeah. of people that need to like disengage, mm-hmm. like before and after they have to like hide away, and it's different for everybody. I've mm-hmm. personally never needed to do that, but I don't, I don't really have. Uh, I don't know what I am. The whole mm-hmm. introverted extrovert thing. I enjoy both tremendously, mm. and my life is so much meeting and working with people that I don't know if I get a, a say in the matter. You know, it's just like, yeah, I'm alone when I sleep. I'm alone when I drive. <laughs> I'm alone. That's when I'll yeah. get my alone time, you know. But performing is a weird, for those who've never done it, it's such a strange exchange mm-hmm. of energy with the crowd, with your bandmates, with yourself. It's very, yeah. it can be very taxing. Although, like, because um, a lot of people don't know, like, I'll help people hear people complain, like, oh, I got to pay. Thirty dollars to see this band play, like, and they're only playing for forty-five minutes. It's like so much money. And it's like, well, you're not just paying for that forty-five minutes. You're paying for all the practices they do, paying for all the traveling they do, paying for all the how they have to disrupt their life to live a life where you already went home and ate dinner and you finished work, and now you get to go out electively to do this thing. They have yeah. to flip their world around to perform at night, stay out late. 
shower random places, sleep in cars, you know. Yeah, technically, yeah. Um, my my answer was going to be um, for the experience, for sure. Like, it's not... So, yes, you are paying for that. Um, but also, it's it's not just to watch somebody, you know, sing or play an instrument. Like, it's... As the performer, you're you're providing a whole experience for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like with, I guess the the way that I like to go about music and that I want to continue to uh, create music in this way. As however, I just said that sentence. I don't know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I want to create like these very colorful and emotional atmospheres for people. Um, I want to change the environment and bring everyone to a moment where we're just in this shit together. Mm-hmm. Is, is it okay that I curse? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> I won't go crazy. <laughs> say whatever you want. <laughs> but um, I, I like to feel. And when I sing because I am a person that feels a lot and sometimes too much at the same at once and uh, when I sing I that comes through in my music I want other people to feel what I'm talking about or to just have the opportunity to reflect and think about themselves like whoa I'm pretty cool. I'm a pretty cool human being, individual, doing my own thing. And this person on stage sees me, and I see them, and we're just in this together and living in a moment. Like, yeah, it's okay to reflect on the past. Yeah, it's okay to think about the future. But right now, this is what we're doing, and we're pretty darn cool. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a lot of emotion in that. Just accept, just looking at yourself and accepting, like, I'm the shit, you know? <laughs> um, and, like, yeah, so I, I, just, I just want people to hear that message and think about themselves when they listen to my music. Because mm-hmm. we're all, I mean, there's that saying, like, we're all the same, but we're different at the same time or something like that. Like, we're... We are all unique, yes, but we share experiences or share um, just, like, things that we go through in certain experiences, just, like, how we reflect on things. Like, we're similar and we're different at the same time, so. Yeah, and a lot of the similarities are universal of just Mm -hmm. want to be loved, you want to love someone. You mm-hmm. want to have people around you, you enjoy, you want to do the things you love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why a lot of people enjoy performances of music because most of the time you can tell, like, these people love doing this. Like, they're here doing it. When they don't, you can tell it's sad. It's nothing worse than going to a concert or show and you're like, they don't want to be performing right now. I don't think I've seen that yet. <laughs> you haven't seen it? Mm-mm. You had to watch, like, older bands that are kind of just okay. tired. Okay. Tired of it all. <laughs> Yeah. A little less engaged, not talkative to the crowd. You know, a lot of musicians, I mean, you know this, you engage with the crowd, but you make them laugh between songs, you know, tell a story, 
when you start to lose that, you stop to see it in certain bands. You're like, oh, they don't really care. They're just like doing this, just spinning it out to get it over with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I hope that I don't come off that way. Because there like are times where I just, and it's it's it would be anxiety. Mm. But there are times where I, I don't want to, um, like if I'm not in the best place, I don't want to engage so much with, any like anything outside of me and I just like need to just sing out. I just need to sing. Mm-hmm. Is all is why I'm here. To just get whatever I'm feeling out. Sometimes it's that. But I think about how that might look to the crowd sometimes. Like if it looks like I'm just shutting everybody off. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just I mean it thought. happens. Sometimes you have a you have a bad day. You know, you can't control how you feel on stage um is it something that you built up to like your strength on stage when did you start performing for people like how old were you Mm, i don't know how old i was yeah i don't know how old i was but i mean my elementary school years (laughs) um i was a child (laughs) um i started in church though Oh, okay. Like gospel choir. Mm-hmm. And Methodist church? Um, Baptist? We went to different churches, All but different I think mostly bath- Baptist. Um, there was a Pentecostal church we went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the others were Baptist, so. I know those but, kind yeah. of, yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I thought I I loved singing at an early age. And it kind of just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. I, like, even when I went to school for acting, and I thought that was, like, what I was going to do. Like, first, I was uh, in high school. I joined um, an acting class. And I got really obsessed with this game. Well, I got obsessed with The Walking Dead TV <laughs> show. I'm like, oh, I want to act. I want to do that, what they're doing. And then... I got obsessed with this game called The Last of Us and looked up the motion capture and how they just basically act for the game and mm-hmm. they, you know, they become <laughs> the the characters in there. And um, I thought that was so cool and I wanted to do that. I'm a very animated person and I don't know. It's that same thing of just the idea of bringing something to life. Mm-hmm. That wasn't there at first. So and performing has always been something you wanted to do, whether mm-hmm. it be acting or mm-hmm. singing. And then um, after college, graduated, got that, was working for a little bit, and then found my way back to music. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because like, even when I was a kid, I wanted to be a singer, but then I dropped that for acting <laughs> and then went back to music. So maybe music will open a door for acting again. But... So music in high school, were you playing or singing music? Or? I was mostly acting. Mostly acting. Mm-hmm. So and how then, did you hone in on this this voice of yours if you weren't practicing it? It was kind of just always there. Always there? Something yeah. you had naturally and then plus yeah. as a kid with the gospel choir and singing like yeah. that. You kind of reinforced always, it. It was always something that was a part of me. And I don't remember when this was. But I do remember there was a time where I 
was singing and I listened to myself. I'm like, I like my voice. And it clicked. <laughs> and I wasn't afraid to sing anymore mm-hmm. just because of that confidence that I had. And I'm aware that, like, I still need work on my voice. still need to practice and warm up and do that. I need to do better at that. <laughs> but um, I'm aware that it doesn't stop here. I I want to level up and I need... I need other perspectives, like from other vocalists, to so they can get a like just looking on outside or hearing from the outside, they can probably have a gauge of where I can go next. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so close to it, it sometimes it's hard to see where you're supposed to go next because you're too close. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really know why I was saying that, but. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. You have, this brain, you have this brain fog thing going on. It happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. You've had that your whole life. Yeah. Just like, how did this sentence start? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Reminds me of that movie, uh, <laughs> Memento. Have you ever seen the movie Memento? Mm-mm. Christopher Nolan, who did the Batman trilogy and um, Inception and Dunkirk. Okay. He made it's like one of his early movies, and it's about a, a guy. It was my favorite movie when I was a kid. I was too young to be seeing it. It's an intense movie. I was like ten. But he has short-term memory issues. Mm-hmm. It was in an accident. He can't remember. He could, like, start a conversation, then we'll forget who I am, like, if you were him mm-hmm. talking to me and what we're talking about, like, while talking to me. And the memory, it's almost like you only have a couple minutes and the memory's yeah. lost. And he only has, like, long, older memories, but not new ones. But, like, you do <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, in it, and you're, like, I don't know what I would was yeah. trying to say. <laughs> I get um it's 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 very interesting with the way that my brain works in this world. <laughs> in the not in a different world, just on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. Not not on Mars. It's different. <laughs> Gravity changes. Oh, Jupiter is cool. I don't know. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. Anyways. <laughs> um but I I so like I said before, I'm a storyteller, and when I'm talking, I'm visualizing everything in my head. My imagination is very vivid, and I kind of get immersed in what I'm talking about. And so I sometimes miss the point, because I'm just going forward, forward, and then the, the rest mm-hmm. kind of fades. Mm-hmm. So I thought it happened just there. You're like, wait. <laughs> it almost did. It almost did. <laughs> but, but like, I, it's just, I feel like when I am telling a story sometimes, that's when I am more in the moment, and but I forget about the past or where I was going. And then that's when I, like, lose my, like, what was I talking about? <laughs> that's when I say that because I was so immersed in what I was saying in that moment. Mm-hmm. Does it get worse if you, like, participate in drugs or alcohol or does it like get better it probably gets worse (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like yeah i think it gets worse yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like i don't even know yeah i mean normally memory gets pretty bad with 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 weed Mm -hmm. weeds it definitely ruins my memory i can't if i smoke i can't do anything productive I need it needs to be absolute like relaxed, chill zone. Yeah. 
I get tired. I get tired yeah. too when people are like, "You want to smoke weed?" I'm like, "It's noon." Like, like and, you know, like a Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we? Can I wait till like dinner? Like, I don't know. I just get so sleepy mm-hmm. on it. Um, which is unfortunate because I enjoy it. It does make me a little bit more tired though. Mm-hmm. Um, and alcohol a little bit too makes sense. They're both, de- you know, sensual nervous system yeah. depressants. Depressants makes sense, but I can't do any of those things and like perform. Mm. I can't smoke. Or take, do anything with marijuana and like perform or like work, engage with people. It makes mm-hmm. me not want to do any of that. It makes me want to just like relax. I've had, I've had a moment where this was just like an open jam mm-hmm. and I've smoked or and like had a drink before and I was cool. I had fun. I, there wasn't any type of anxiety or anything. I just went up on where it wasn't a stage, it was the floor, but <laughs> you know, I went up there and did my thing. But before I perform, it's very hard for me to, like, want to smoke or drink anything because I don't want it to affect. I I, I guess I don't want to give anything to chance. I'm uncertain of how it's going to make me feel. Absolutely. Because it could, it might not be as great as that one time. Mm -hmm. I might feel worse. And I'm already feeling, like, a little bit anxious and, you know, just overthinking about what I'm about to do mm-hmm. so I don't want to accidentally trigger that even more. Mm-hmm. And for your voice, smoking, yeah, yeah, not good for the voice. Alcohol, not really either. It's not good for your stomach mm-hmm. and your gut and your esophagus. Like all these things that you need for vocals and to project, all that is not good for it. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun it's, after, just not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good but it's hard it. to have fun sometimes. <laughs> In general. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> no, but... It is, especially when everyone else is participating, mm-hmm. like in the crowd, friends, family, even maybe your bandmates who can kind of hide behind it. It's a lot harder when you're like the only one who's not, you know. Well, I don't feel that way. Like I, I've never been somebody to. I don't. I, I don't care too much about drinking. Mm, okay. Or, or smoking, or it being like a, a doing it because I want to be involved with the group or anything mm-hmm. um it's more of just i don't know like if i if i choose to i will if mm-hmm. i if i don't then okay um but i've never been like a a drinker like that or yeah it's good it's better for performing and singing yeah but I, I want to and it, it is fun though but I guess I do want to, like, make more decisions to take care of my voice. And yeah. Like, it would be great if I didn't smoke or drink at all. It would. That would be great. But I don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to stop that completely. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it's not a... <laughs> you know. <laughs> if it's not a big part of your life, if it's not, like, <clears throat> you know, getting in the wave, it's whatever. It's not a big deal. But you never know. See, one thing I always think about, though, you never know when that one time will affect you in a negative way. Yeah. I mean, it takes experience to to know that, you know? Mm -hmm. It takes, like, I have drank enough times to know when I should and shouldn't do it and how far to go. Like, like, you drink enough, you know exactly if it's wine, if it's beer, Mm -hmm. if it's bourbon. If it's this or that, it's like I don't, I won't do shots of alcohol. It's like not my thing because I don't do them and they get you 
intoxicated so fast mm-hmm. that I don't know like how the night's gonna go if I do like four or five shots. I I don't I sip you know liquor if I do it, and I can control. I know what's gonna happen. It's just gonna be yeah. a, a chill experience the whole time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really drink much when I perform. Maybe a couple beers, but I'm always kind of like in the background. I'm not I'm not singing. I'm just playing an instrument. But it does get in the way. I have been more messy on guitar when had a couple beers, you know. Mm. But it is, it's a huge part of the culture. I mean, most musicians get paid in alcohol. It's like, yeah, or at least some tickets, you know, like yeah. drinking tickets to drink. It's, it is a big part of it. Yeah. In, um, so when you came to Chicago in 2015 and then you went to school after that, how did you start getting into the music scene? How did you start like performing with, with musicians and artists? Um, I went to, a lot of open jams and open mics. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say. No, it was a lot. It wasn't, you know. There are people who go to one almost every day mm-hmm. to open jam. I went to one every now and then. Um, but, yeah, there were some open jams I was going to on the south side. And that was an experience. And then um, made my way over to Golden Dagger. And I would say Golden Dagger was my, like, real introduction into this music community. Mm. I just noticed, like, how welcoming, how open it was. And uh, I don't know. It just felt very... I, I I felt like I had the the opportunity. Like, it was there. The opportunity to express myself or just to show people who I was. Mm-hmm. And that's how you got um, hooked up with the Soul people? Mm-hmm. Well, I met... So, me and Jeremy started Soul together. Um, and I would see him at the, like, the South Side open jams and everything. But we didn't really... Oh, no. And we would hang out and, like, work on music and stuff. Um, and that's when I was living on the South Side, too. Um, like, near Hyde Park. But... I just remember one time we were, like, talking on the phone or something, and we were just talking about, like, making a band. And then all of a sudden he posts on Instagram that Ayana and I are putting together a band. I'm like, oh, damn, it's official now. <laughs> so, <laughs> now so now we got to do it. Yeah. And sold out. Now, now we're that. here. Um, I met Nathan at Golden Dagger um, during... They're so zoo funk you. They had a zoo funk you open jam and instantly connected like, yep, we're going to be working together Mm -hmm. coming soon. And uh, Gordon, I met at um, Connect Gallery and that was an open jam that Jeremy invited me to to like be a part of. And I'm like, Gordon, he's dope. He's going to work together. Yeah, we're going to work together. (laughs) And Michael, shout, shout out Michael Alvarano. He's in California now, but that was uh, our first keys player. Just great musician, mm-hmm. just well-rounded, and I really appreciate like working with somebody like like him. Just all the like all the people in Soul Dial, because just I I want to work with individuals who are who have great taste, of course but are just themselves. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, they're not trying to put up a facade or anything. They're just themselves. So. It's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. No, they're a great band. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite performances at the last DZ Fest. Thank I, you. It was really cool. Thank you. It was fun. I hope it was fun for you guys too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um I recently watched the the video that you recorded, um, the water and bread video mm-hmm. from DZ Fest. Mm-hmm. And I cried. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was my my thought while I was watching that, my thought was, um, I need to be nicer to myself. Because Why? I'm very hard on myself. I'm very critical. I wouldn't um, know. I couldn't tell. Well, you <laughs> know. <laughs> How give um, me an example. Um I I um it's easy for me to get down on myself if and this is with anybody really but if I feel like I'm not moving fast enough or mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not as productive as I could be yeah. but that's also because how I'm bring back up how my brain works in this world everything is everything can be overwhelming a lot of the time and things a lot of things are scattered um and so it's just sometimes it's hard for me to focus and i sometimes i think that i'm going to hold myself back because of that mm-hmm. because of just the way that my brain works and then it kind of starts spiraling cuz then you think about that so then you maybe don't do something, and then it feeds back like, "See, I'm not mm-hmm. doing." And yeah, so this infinite feedback like, loop. Yeah, 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 and it's like, I, <laughs> I said this thing recently. I see that everything needs to get done, but I can't start anything because there's so much. Because I'm thinking about everything that has to yeah. get done, but I know I just need to start something. Mm-hmm. But then I can't because <laughs> it's I'm looking at everything at the same time. It's the danger of the internet. Well, because it's yeah. you, you see like oh everyone's doing everything like you're comparing yourself so much. Not you, but anyone mm-hmm. can be comparing themselves too much. Yeah, that's that's the thing for sure. It's dangerous. It's yeah. like oh so and so's just putting out this. Or they played here, and it's like, but you're not them, and you're your own person. You're on your own endeavor, and if you really want to be where they are, then. You got to start asking the right questions, uh, not only to yourself, but to those around you. Surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with good people. Grind, do the work, suffer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's part of the process. And it's fun. Like, sometimes it's fun when you're playing, you know, the shows where you're not making any money, but the performance was great and the crowd was great or whoever, you know. If you're not making any money, probably not a lot of people, but maybe the nine people that are there had the best time ever and yeah. so did you as a band. And yeah, If you're not doing it because you love to do it, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. It's going to bite you real hard if you're mm-hmm. just trying to do it for, like, fame and money. And I agree. Well, a lot of people choose professions for that reason, not just in the arts, but in anything. And they're miserable, you know. They, like, respect people who go into the arts because most people go into the arts because they want to. Mm-hmm. Or else choose such a difficult profession, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It has to be because you want to, because mm-hmm. you're passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And... Where you, where you are now, did you were you expecting to be where you are now? Is this is it a surprise to you, as a person? Is it, where you've been performing, how often you perform, the musicians you're around, the style of music. 
Well, you said, what did I expect? <laughs> did did I... you expect this? Like when you first started looking to play uh... music, were you ex- what were you expecting out of it? Because you went from acting mm-hmm. to music. And mm-hmm. although they're creative, they're very they're very different worlds, mm-hmm. you know? And you, you didn't really know anybody in the music world, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of just, fit. did you expect to like get as far as you have so far in such a short time? And it's only been a year and a couple months, right? Since you started this, the group. Uh, yeah, it's been just over, like, a, yeah, it's been just over a year. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I was expecting anything because, uh, that is, uh, is, is, is weird <laughs> and, and, like, confusing to talk about this because I'm always, thinking far ahead mm-hmm. but I don't know what's going to happen I don't have an expectation of anything like I can't see oh sp- this I'm going to you know have this many people come to my show like I I can't see that yeah. but I I guess I didn't expect this and I guess I don't I still don't realize how far I am mm-hmm. I don't I can't see that yeah. Because I'm in it. You're in it. The forest of the so trees. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm too <laughs> close to it to really see, like, to step outside of myself and be like, oh, this is what I'm doing? So that's why, like, with that Water and Bread video, I cried. Mm. Because part of it was like, I need to be nicer to myself. I'm doing great. I'm doing... <laughs> this table's more sorry. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually doing really well, and... I, I sound great and I'm just I'm putting myself out there so just keep doing it and see what happens I don't know what's gonna happen with my career um I don't know exactly what where I want to take it I guess the only thing I do see though that I I have said every now and then was I can see myself performing on a like well-renowned stage with a symphony orchestra. That's the only thing that's like, that's one thing I see doing. But everything else, I don't know. I don't know what that will look like. I'm going to just let God just give, like, show me mm-hmm. the doors and open them or I decide to open them and see what happens. So so a symphony? Mm-hmm. So, so like at the symphony center downtown? I don't even know if it's here in Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. But just it's it's very very blurry mm-hmm. it's just like a foggy image that you can but you have wiped away you're looking forward to something yeah so <laughs> we'll see what that something is it's, i like how blurry and vague it is you're like, yeah something musical something performing mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's like if at this point i should know but that's I just mean, how you're, i am 26 just, years old I don't know. I mean, I I couldn't tell you that I'd be doing it right now. That I'm doing. I'm 33, so seven years later, seven years ahead of you. I couldn't. I wouldn't believe it if you told me. So you never know. But I will say, just keep doing it because you're very talented, and you have a great voice, great storytelling in your songs. You know, and it's fun, emotional. Like the songs you guys did here, one of them was very like fun and upbeat, and like got me wanting to like turn my you know bring my windows down open my sunroof and like 
drive in the sunshine, you know. Oh, nice. And then the other one, like water and bread, made me mm-hmm. like think mm-hmm. really hard. It's it's kind of more sad. Mm-hmm. I think it is mm-hmm. at least. Okay. But not like not in a bad way. Just some songs are like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I liked it. I'm excited to to hear more of your music. Do you have any things coming out that you're releasing soon? Um, you can't that, talk about that's it. Loading. That's loading. <laughs> that that screen is loading. Um, I do have a new song that I am currently working on. Oh, cool. That's your own song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what do you perform under solo? Just your name? Yeah, Ayana Brown Bay. Brown Bay. That's a cool ass name. <laughs> Thank you. I thought. I swear. I was like, oh, it's got to be a stage name. Brown Bay. <laughs> It sounds so stagey. It's real. It's real. <laughs> Even your first name, the whole thing, Ayanna Brown Bay. I didn't realize that. See, that's one of the things, like, I'm, because I'm so close to it, I didn't realize that it sounded like that yeah. to anybody. Like Some names don't flow for, like, a stage name. They have to, like, mm-hmm. make their own name for a stage name. Like, my mm-hmm. name, like, like fully like Benjamin Arguez just doesn't. Doesn't it doesn't have, like, I'm a solo artist and I'm cool. Like, it just doesn't flow. Why not? Yes, it does. You think so? Said Benjamin Ar- Arguez. Yeah. Benjamin Arguez. Even no, your short name. If you say Ben, Ben Arguez. Ben Arguez. No, that that flows that very flows? nicely, especially with the Arguez. <laughs> that part right there, that flows very no, you're nicely. Just, you're just nice. Oh no, I'm telling well, you the truth. Ayana Brown Bay. Mm-hmm. Ayana Brown Bay. You guys, we're gonna see Ayana. Even Ayana, it's like Ayana, like one word. Hmm. You know, it's like. Prince, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Ben, no, it's too ben common. Ben Arguez. My name's too common. Your name's more rare. My last name's not common, but if you if you do Benjamin Arguez. I mean both sound fine. That's <laughs> look, see, you're too close to your name, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. gonna sound I didn't I didn't think my name sounded like a stage name at all. Right. For a while I was thinking like, okay, what what can I I B B Ayana B B That's a good one too. But but then Ayana I was like, B-B. I do just want people to know my name Mm -hmm. it's it's me it's part of me um i have this thing with names because i am also a twin sister or i have a twin uh identical twin sister and uh, a lot of people mix our names up and in high school part of i think part of why i felt like a a background character sometimes is people wouldn't actually say my name they would call me twin or call oh. both of us twin. Be like, hey, twin, twin this, twin that. Uh, where, where's your twin? Which one is the good twin? Who's the bad twin? Like, it just felt like, okay, the only reason why people know me is because I'm a twin then. Mm. No, nobody's really trying to get to know me. Right, they're not addressing you as an individual. Yeah. Uh. And so when i'm learning other people's names like i want to get their name right because it's out of respect for you this is is part of your identity like mm-hmm. i mean if you decide that you don't you know your name doesn't match you then yeah that's that's you you know but i want to know like your name that was given to you and that you I want to know what you are passionate about and what you have pride in and mm-hmm. stuff and if that's your name i'm going to get it right cuz that's out of respect for you. So, yeah. So yeah. you think that the twin thing, that what kind of effect did it have on you? That, you think that made you more... Is your sister like you? Is, like, Does she perform? Does she do any creative um, stuff? Yeah, she's a model. 
Okay. She's a, a really great model. Um, and she sings, too. She sings, too. Um, but I would say her main thing is modeling. Mm. Yeah. I always wonder that about twins because mm-hmm. you have, obviously, identical twins, that is. Same body features. I wonder if one's a singer, can the other one sing? And if so, do they have the same timbre voice? Ours is similar. I could imagine it's similar. Yeah, it's going to be it's slightly similar. different because there's different anomalies in your throat size, teeth, mm-hmm. lips. Like all these things that actually give you your mm-hmm. timbre will vary a little bit. Not as much as like you to me mm-hmm. but or you to another woman, but enough, you know, and in, in just enough to have mm-hmm. it slightly different. I bet you it is probably similar. Yeah. And probably more similar to someone who doesn't know either of you because yeah. it's like completely objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. But we sound great together. Like, when we sing, it's, we don't have to change the note, but we just harmonize very well. Like, mm-hmm. our just the timbre in our voices. Um, yeah. Being a twin so. trips me out. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, like, you'll never know what it's like not to be one. I'll never mm-hmm. know what it's like to be one. But it trips me out to be like, because I have I have two siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, is she your only, only sibling? No, I have a Five other. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big family. Yeah. I okay. think that was the right number. <laughs> There's so many. I don't even know. I think I met one of them. There's so many. Um, so, yeah. So, you notice, like, to have other siblings. Mm-hmm. I have two siblings. No. No twins. But I know what it's like to have a sibling in that dynamic. But I feel like the twin sibling dynamic is, like, on a whole other level. They're the same age. I used Probably have to share a lot of the same stuff growing up. You get... Like you said earlier, you get lumped into like yeah. you are together. People put yeah. you together and you do you stuff. You get compared a lot too. Yeah. But I think just like with our experiences in school, like being put together, I think we've we've like kind of saw our own individuality mm-hmm. and like separated a bit more. And like our mom always wanted us to like have our own thing, like – not to compare us, because we are individuals. We look alike, <laughs> but we are not the same person. Right. Um, but I would say, because I used to say, when people ask me, oh, what's it like having a twin? I would say that it's like having a regular sister, but it's not. Um, There's no way it is. It's, yeah. We, in, in, yes, that is my sister, but I feel like we have a stronger... Um, connection like through empathy like I can it's easier for me to uh, let me rewind and figure out how I'm trying to say this I'm a very empathetic person I can empathize with a lot of people but with my sister I feel like if she's feeling an emotion I will feel that exactly Mm. what she's feeling Interesting, and not just like feeling like the outside or like the surface of it like i actually i feel like i feel her emotion it runs, it gets transferred. It runs deeper yeah huh. because we're i mean we were the same egg <laughs> yeah split, you, 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 have know? Very, so, you probably have very similar i mean I, I even wonder how far it goes into like the brain chemistry with that yeah like do you have some do you have some ways your brain functions like i don't even know like i'm ask, asking out of ignorance but I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's trippy because a lot of who you are is your genetics, but it's also your surroundings, your family, mm-hmm. your, your friends, their parents, adults around you. 
the schools you came up with. So, yeah, I, it's a, I wonder, like, how do you even, do you have similar minds? Like, do you, do you think the same? It's guess it's hard. I guess it would take someone close to you that's not you to tell you, like, how similar you are. Yeah. It's probably impossible. Because I know. don't really know. Yeah. Um, well, do you, do you relate to her more than other, your other siblings? Like, on just the way you think or your mentality, your perspective on things? Or can you tell that you've separated enough and she's had different experiences that have changed her? Like, you're very, just not similar personalities. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to, like, say, like, be negative or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> but I would say when we argue, that's the most that I feel like, oh, yeah, we're alike. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We argue the same, so nobody ever wins <laughs> because we're just, like... That's trippy. Trying just to... <laughs> constantly trying to one-up yeah. each other. and it's just not working because we're we're two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. and it, w- it, would just, it just won't work. Yeah. <laughs> we just... Yeah. Or it's not that we just won't work, just the arguing won't ever last it never or anything. Ends. Yeah. Yeah. Or it... Yeah, I mean, eventually we just have to stop because it's not going to go anywhere because it's you know? one in the morning and you got work the next day <laughs> and you're like what are we doing so oh man yeah. i'm sure you had fun with that as a kid you probably did some fun stuff did you ever play pranks on anybody no oh, every time i would have done <laughs> yeah we were supposed to uh switch places on the last day of eighth grade we forgot <sighs> so it just just never happened i don't think we really cared to, yeah. to do that I people, like people will ask to do us. it more than you will yeah want, right yeah people will ask us be like oh mm-hmm. We just, they didn't do it. I think, yeah, I'm just, we, I don't think we're the type of twins that, like, try to stay mm-hmm. hip to hip and stuff. Because there, uh, there are individuals like that. Like, the, them and their twin, they are, they dress the same. They are very, very connected, or they, they try to stay very connected. Um Imani and I, I think we have a good relationship, but we are very, like, just, we're individuals. Yeah, do your own just, thing. Yeah. yeah, we're doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. So, in that way, it feels like a regular sibling thing. Yeah, Because yeah. we're doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Not wearing the same mm-hmm. clothes anymore. Sometimes, <laughs> though. Like, um, if I see her at work. And sometimes we will wear you work a similar. Together. Yeah, we work at uh, the climbing gym. Wow! So together. just <laughs> when I thought you two were just so different, independent. <laughs> By the way, we climb together every time. Well, we don't. We we Where work is this there together. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Boulders. Okay. Brooklyn Boulders. I want to say as I said it. This is the address. The area code is the safe number to get in. Yeah, come and climb. <laughs> I want to climb so bad. Yeah, I'm, I got you. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to climb it. Oh well, then we'll go. Anything. You want me to climb that washer and dryer over there? I'll climb it. I can climb <laughs> anything. I was a climber growing up. I climbed so much. Uh, two things. I just have, like, mm-hmm. the natural, um, luckily, the natural grip strength and then body strength, upper upper body strength and whatnot, athleticism. But uh, the thing that goes with it, which is most important, is, like, I don't really have fear when it mm. comes to things, which is a problem. By, like, heights... That don't that does not scare me, especially when there's safety involved. What like about safety. falling? No. Oh, then I you're said, good. I used to jump off cliffs yeah. all the time. Because it doesn't matter how <laughs> strong you are, 
like with rock climbing, if you're not mentally prepared, you are you will not get up that wall. Yeah, you just won't. That's the thing too. Um, the mental preparedness of it is having the confidence and patience is very important when it comes to climbing. Because I used to climb my whole life and trees and mountains and whatever, just anything, anything I wanted to. Mountains. Yeah, you know. Where's you? Where are you from? Here, right here. No, oh, I'm, just my old house where you performed last year. No, like camping trips. Like okay. I camped a lot as a kid. Go oh, camping nice. here, camping there, and climbing mm-hmm. stuff. And in camping, you when you set up camp for say you go for a week, you have to get certain ropes over trees to build a canopy in case it rains, mm-hmm. shade. So I'd be the kid climbing up in the tree. No harness, no protection. I never climbed this tree. I don't know if the branches are safe, but you figure out these things, these tells to know when something is. Also not afraid to get a little hurt, a little cut. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to sometimes bear hug some stuff and get your chest cut up by the bark so you don't die. And in my old yard where you performed, there was a big tree in the back. You probably saw it. It was the tallest one that went up. Like if you were when you were on that stage looking at the forest, mm-hmm. there's a really tall tree to the right that was went really high up, like 115 feet. And I climbed that thing my whole life with no protection or anything. The very top tree, oh, wow. the branch is bending over because I'm as high as you can possibly go. So high okay. you can see the skyline. Mm-hmm. You can see the highways. You can see Midway Airport, the airplanes coming in. You can see the lake in the winter. Yes, I go up That's in the winter because cool. all the trees, all the leaves are gone. So you can actually see the blue lake, um, which it was like 18 miles away. But you could still see it. And, yeah, no, no safety harnesses or anything. So when I have done rock climbing... In indoors, when there's a uh, mm-hmm. safety harness, it's like a, it's like easy. I almost want to be like, do I one. have to wear this? You know, <laughs> I mean, you do. <laughs> but ah, oh, that's cool. I mean, so I would love to go. Long story short, yeah, where is it? I got at? you. Um, Brooklyn Boulders West Loop. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, that sounds so, fun. Yeah, I want to go. What's the tallest we'll wall? Ah, uh, yeah. Let's do it. We uh. Hmm. Our walls are, I don't know the exact number, but they're about 55 feet, I believe, mm. or around that area. And then we have, like, some 35 foot. We have bouldering as well. Oh, okay. So, top rope Crazy and bouldering. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, we'll go. Let's do I it. I got you. Yeah. Let's see, I think 50 feet, I'll get there in, like, <laughs> eight seconds, I'll get up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I got you. We'll we'll see you when You're we gonna get there. You're going to mess me, like, yeah. I'm like, do I need chalk? Like, no, nope, you don't use chalk. And you're like, yeah, you're going to go up that when you put me on the hardest course. Like, yep. like do I need help? I'm like, no, nah, you don't need, in fact, you don't need a harness. <laughs> See how good he is. Just getting everyone to come No, I would fail. never do that, though. Because, <laughs> yeah, no. They're, rock climbing is dangerous. It's so dangerous. It's, yeah. I don't know if I'd ever do, like, real, like, free solo rock climbing. Oof. Did you ever see that movie, Free Solo? No, I didn't see it. You just said that, like, I'm not going to see it. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. It is your hands... We'll just be like balmy and sweating. Like you'll mm-hmm. you'll be barely looking at with one eye, like just holding back, like shaking. It's so disturbing to watch this guy just climb El Capitan yeah. like a couple thousand feet with nothing. That just that doesn't make sense. To me. I can't do the free solo thing. I mean, I mean, it, why? Why do it? I mean, I, okay. I'm sure it's the ultimate, ultimate of all ultimates. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> and even hearing him justify it, he's just like, you don't always die when you fall. Like you. You you can land on another ledge. It's like maybe. I mean, I think it's just what you tell yourself, so you yeah. can do it. It's like what ledges, and 
once you I mean, hit I don't that ledge, break anything when right I now, hit. so now I have two broken legs on a ledge <laughs> that's still three thousand feet in the air. Like, how am I getting down? Yeah, no. You know, I would never. No, I I think what where you work is like that's a great thing. Safer, it's fun. It's great for like especially like in the yeah, winter. It's recreational you know? climbing, yeah. and it's we do competitions and everything there nice. too. Which is that's cool. cool. But yeah, it's a it's a cool place. Um, so you just like harness people in and like tell them what to do. Yeah, so like we give them, we give them like an orientation. I, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but you're about to, you're about to. We're gonna plan we're a gonna climbing plan day. Okay. We don't we're have to talk about climb. it. Cool. It's so. funny earlier in the podcast before we started, I was like, anything you don't want to talk about? And you're yeah. like, I can't think of anything. But if there's something to let you know, I was like, let me know. Boom. Rock climbing? <laughs> no, done. Next subject. Um. <laughs> So how do you like Chicago? You've been here for eight years. Yeah. How do you like it? Um, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I um I've grown to appreciate it a lot more just being in the music community. Now that I've found my community. Yeah. I mean I'm still like working on building, you know, something for myself, but I feel like for right now, I'm in a good place with yeah. like the people that I know and the connections that I have, um, and yeah, that only happened like a year and a half ago. It's crazy. So before then, I didn't like Chicago. Really? Mm-hmm. So you were just living here for I was just here what six years? Working, just school. Yeah. You didn't like it? I didn't. I didn't Boy. feel. I well, the traffic. The traffic's not the as traffic's bad as pre- other places that i've heard of like la or boston or what la new york's pretty rough um new york, yeah. chicago's is bad it's really bad i i, I was just in it's mexico just city recently and it was it made chicago's traffic look like a like a nice suburb like wait, wait where mexico city mexico okay and that traffic that congestion traffic and pollution made everything about <sighs> america feel great and it made chicago just feel like nothing like a puny hmm. little town, village. <laughs> it really... <laughs> a village. I, it made Chicago feel like a village. I mean, Mexico City is on a level. It's the second largest city in the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's outrageous. Um, the only thing that I ever felt just as big or close to was New York City. New York City's pretty... Have you been? Mm-mm. It's a very... Been there a bunch, and uh, I have top secret information I could share with you off mic. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Has it to do with rock climbing? No, it doesn't. Anything to do with rock climbing. Let's just say I'm, things will be happening in New York City. Mm-hmm. Things will be happening in New York City. Okay. 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 All right. But nice. uh, yeah, I like, I love it there, but it's just so intense. It's aggressive. Mm, yeah. Surprised you never wanted to go there doing acting and music. That's like Mm-mm. an acting music city. Yeah, I know. Same with LA. But if you hate <laughs> Chicago traffic, LA, um, I, I heard that it's, I mean, you do have to find your community there. Yeah. But I heard that for the most part, it's very, um, very individualistic and uh, people are not as nice, is what I heard. Yeah, I, I love I've never the, been there, though. I went when I was 12. I'm going to go in you know, October, November to film some bands and record bands, which will be fun. But um, I think what happens, there's great musicians and artists and people and friends in any city in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But certain cities have some weight to them because of what people are trying to do when they are there. Chicago, mm-hmm. because it ends up being a springboard naturally for people to go to Nashville, 
or New York, LA for music or acting or any film music industry. Chicago doesn't really have that issue because people will leave here to go to those places where those issues can exist. It doesn't really have one. It actually, mm-hmm. it has like, there's not like a disingenuous bone in its in its core, in its body because mostly a lot of people come here for school, like yourself, mm-hmm. like my roommate Trevor. A lot of my friends I've made came here for school. Mm-hmm. And then they stay because they like the music scene, the food, the culture. Or maybe they want to go to graduate school. They like the architecture. They like the history. They like that it's not so cutthroat in the industries like New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. New York and L.A., when you get to New York and L.A., that's the end of the road. It's like yeah. you're not trying to go anywhere else beyond. Like that's where you go to make it. And it's so it's more expensive. It's more intense. Um, I think their music scenes don't overlap and intertwine as much. Hmm. Mostly based on the geography. There's a geography secret to it as well. The geography of New York is very difficult to go across. Um, Like you were coming from Humble Park today to here. Mm -hmm. Even with bad traffic, that's still only ever going to take you, what, 30, 40 minutes at most? Mm -hmm. Probably 30. It's not that far. You can take some side streets. If you lived in the Upper West Side of Manhattan and I was in the North, excuse me, East Side of Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. we might only be seven miles from each other. Kind of like where you and I are. We're probably seven miles from each Mm -hmm. other. But it might take two hours instead of 30 minutes. So if you're like, hey, I'm playing a show tonight in Bridgeport and you're in Humble Park, you're going to be like, yeah, I could go to that. Especially at night, traffic dies. Okay, 20 minutes, I'll be there. You're in New York and like, hey, I'm playing a show someplace in, you know, at the south end of Brooklyn. People are like, I'm not. That's three different train transfers. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm not going. If I do drive, forget about it. It might take me hours to get there. And when I get there, there's no parking because the city's overpopulated, so it's hard yeah. even to find parking when you do get there. Chicago, it parking is hard to find, but not really. You can you find, find one. You spot. will find. You will find it. You will find you it. You just gotta keep looking. Like where I live bit. is great. Parking mm-hmm. is amazing. You got here when everyone's already home, and there were still spots. That's yeah. how good the parking is on my block. So I got lucky. But and then L.A. again, twenty million people. It's hard to travel across it to go do stuff so the communities get a little bit more small and smaller and then there is not that many core people there to build up industries by industries i mean like smaller music scenes within their industry because they're all transplants like everybody's transplants in new york Mm -hmm. la chicago a lot of people are transplants but there's a lot of people who are from here Mm -hmm. i'm from here i mean i grew up right outside of it but i have spent so much time in chicago i know everything but i went to school here Worked here, friends here, spent all my 20s here, shows, performed, you name it. It's like, it is my home. And I know a lot of people who are still from Chicago, at least the Chicagoland area, because their parents are once from Chicago. They just moved to the suburbs, you know, in the 80s or 90s. But any person I've ever met, air quotes, from New York or L.A. is not from New York or L.A. Like, nobody. And I've met a lot of people from those areas, and they're, which is fine. They just, you go there. Further mm-hmm. proving the point, like, you go and when you go somewhere, you got to start a new thing because you're yeah. new there. So you might not know people that have been involved in it for a bit, and they're trying to get to the next thing, to the next thing. So you can get a little bit more, I don't know, like, I don't know if using each other is the right word, but you might not get as much of a it's genuine. It's very competitive. Yeah, it's just more competitive. Like. It's mm-hmm. just part of it. Mm-hmm. And in Chicago, it's like, 
you you probably get some competitive people, but it seems like everyone's just trying to like help yeah. each other out, yeah, lift each other up, hook each other up. Oh, he can't play with that show, but you want to pre- like fill in for them or mm-hmm. want to do this or like because we're all it feels like we're. I mean, yes, there are people on different levels, uh, like of experience, yeah. but at the same time, it feels like we're all just we we have the same goal. Yeah, you know, and it feels more like a community here, mm-hmm. which I like. I. I've always been somebody in search of community or just like togetherness or just, just, I don't know, not feeling alone in this world and we're just doing this shit together. Yeah. So I've always looked, searched for that. So LA, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I know I'm still going to have ties. Like once I move out of Chicago, I don't know where yet, but um, I'm still going to have ties to Chicago. Like I want to own a building here and, uh, a business and you know s- around like oriented around music and mm. community so i like that yeah so i want to do something similar yeah mm-hmm. you just want to do like a like a music venue or i want to well we can talk <laughs> about it later we yeah got, yeah we got some stuff but, to talk about yeah. huh? like yeah. i got a lot of equipment i've been trying to find a home for because i don't have a festival in my backyard anymore but i have a lot of gear and I'm like, I need, I could, I could start a venue with how much equipment I have, hmm. and I know how to do all that stuff. But it's expensive in Chicago to have a building and a rent, even yeah. rent out a building, and all the code, and all the rules. And yeah, permits. see all that stuff. I got to look into. It's not <laughs> easy. It, I mean, as it needs to be because mm-hmm. of fire code and safety. There's so many rules and laws, and you need them. But man, it's you got to have a lot of money to, to get over that. Mm-hmm. That hurdle, to be honest, it's not easy, especially if you want to do liquor, a oh, liquor yeah. license. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a lot yep. of money, and yeah. then you have other protocols that get involved once there's liquor. But yeah, I mean, the south side needs some music venues, you know, there's not many, mm-hmm. you know, the north, north, and northwest side are littered with them, it, which is great, there's more than enough. Yeah. Around the whole north and northwest side. Mm-hmm. But the south side, it's like beyond Reggie's on State Street, I don't know of many. Or, I mean, there's Thalia Hall and Pilsen, but that's a little bigger. Promontory and Hyde Park. Promontory. It's harder to get smaller yeah. bands. You know, you, we like the south side needs like a sub T B kitchen type where mm-hmm. like anybody can play. You know, you yeah, do and just I get don't big know bands. Of, I don't there know. is definitely not anything like that. But I will say also, like I've I've lived on the South Side for I think it was like five years. Um, but I would always just go to work. I would go back home to sleep. Um, but I was always working what, in the West Loop. Um I think it's South Shore. People have told me that like that's not South Shore. But what like sixty seventh and uh like Dorchester or sixty eighth and Cornell. Hmm. It's definitely not Hyde Park. It's not. It's like like eight minutes away from Hyde Park. Yeah, it's too far east to be. It's not Inglewood. Yeah. It's not. So, like, wouldn't it be South Shore? I don't know. I have to look into it. I don't know those those deeper South Side neighborhoods names okay. that well. Um, Yeah. Or un- Washington. No, no, not Washington Park. Washington Park. I don't know. I love how you lived there five years. Like, I don't know. It was yeah. a place. <laughs> yeah. a place above my head. Yeah, it's yeah. the South Side needs more venues, and mm-hmm. I'm willing to. For those listening, if you want to start a venue, hit me up. 
I'm, I got the gear. <laughs> I definitely got the knowledge and experience. And I just, it's really just money. You need the money to do it. Mm-hmm. It's so expensive. But there's just not, yeah, there aren't venues like that. There's so many dive bars and cool spots all over Chicago, but not many south. We need one. There just need to be more investment into like just the South Side and in Black communities, especially mm-hmm. communities of color. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's not enough support. So it's a whole issue, eh? Mm-hmm. And it, it when I go to neighborhoods that are prominent, like prominent Black neighborhoods, you see. So many of the things that lead, like, the economic struggle that doesn't build up a neighborhood. It's like, I don't see banks, mm. you know. I don't see a lot of them. Yeah. Um, you see more, like, a check in the cash isn't going to do you anything for your neighborhood. You, like, you want, you need banks, you need money. And then the industry, like, the economic industry, certain foods, it's like you don't see a nice sit-down restaurant. You see a fast food. It's like that's not going to help. There's so many mm-hmm. things, you know, that people can do. And there are about. pockets of those. Yeah. But, like, Hyde Park will be. Yeah, well, Hyde Park's got be, University of Chicago, though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. For those who don't know, Hyde Park has University of Chicago money. So mm. don't let it fool you. They got a couple billion dollar endowment. It's one of the best universities in the world. And that's why Hyde Park is so, got so much, you know. But then it's like this little island, mm-hmm. you know. And it's very yeah. obvious why. It's so nice. It's the same thing. With a lot of universities, like when you go to any small town that has university, it's like you'll see mansions. It's where like the administration live or the president of the university, even some high-end professors. But then, yeah, you can go a little bit further out and you'll be like rural area where like people don't have any money or anything. It's right right mm-hmm. next to an institution people learn. Yeah, Chicago upsets me with that. I, I see how much industry and economic growth there is in certain areas and then mm-hmm. I – drive a couple blocks, not even far from where I live now. I'm like, how is this the juxtaposition? Like, how do you have this and that mm-hmm. on top of each other? And no one's... How is Bronzeville, though? Bronze- well, Bronzeville has a lot. Right? It, ha- it has, I think, areas that are nicer than others. I think it's, like, kind of in the middle right now. I think it's growing and getting, getting better, getting mm. nicer. Yeah. But Bridgeport... It's been a great neighborhood. I, I've only lived, I've lived here seven months, eight months now, as of today. And I really like it. Armour Square Park in Bridgeport. It's great. It's really mm. peaceful. I love the diversity. It's like, it's because you have like Chinatown to mm-hmm. the north part. And then you have Pilsen to like the northwest part. Mm-hmm. You have it, a very great amount of Hispanic, of Asian, of Caucasian, and of black. Like, it's really like, 20, 30, 40% of each. It's great. Hmm, it's great. Like, cool. you can walk anywhere and you see all different types of people, all different types of food. See, that's the type of world I want to live in. <laughs> I, I love it. It's great. I'm like, why are there's some neighborhoods that have this, but a lot of neighborhoods in Chicago are like very specific, mm-hmm. very cut and dry. And yeah, it is a world I want to live in. I'm glad to have it here, but as soon as I go somewhere else, it, it changes. You go to you know, what people consider like a nice neighborhood in Chicago. You know, Lincoln Park where Golden Daggers and Lincoln Hall, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like almost most people are just white. Mm-hmm. Like most. Not everyone, but most. And yeah, it's it's a real tricky issue because it you, it starts from money. Yeah. 
And I don't know why people don't want to invest in these neighborhoods and like bring them up. Um, there's plenty of good things that can happen from it. I just don't get it. And probably some of it's because the developers are a little racist and they don't want to. I, I don't know. I'm not a developer. I don't have that kind of money. I'm mm. not in finance. But it seems a little specific and particular. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm not blind, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's we. This is a whole rabbit hole. I'm sure hole you that have a lot. Go, you could you go wanna... down, but <laughs> you don't have to. Um, yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> it's problematic. Mm-hmm. The situation that America has found itself in because there's plenty of money and, and like we know like we're not stupid like we know what's going on i mean mm-hmm. maybe we are i know what's going on i can't speak for everyone else but okay we're not gonna talk about this or rock climbing <laughs> <laughs> let's I'll, I'll see how far i can go before i keep finding <laughs> stuff you're like nope not talking that's about only that. two things that I've what's another fear long. you have swimming, what's the fear swimming oh. flying oh so, no i got you okay. um okay so here's a few um well two Okay, I don't like ants. I do not like uncles? ants. Uncles? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> wow. Oh I'm done. No more dad jokes. I had to get that one out. That was Your good. Face, that was pretty good. For those listening, her face, she was so <laughs> confused and then had to like say it like, did he just say uncles? <laughs> I get out of here. I got something for you. Okay. All right. Um. So, right. what did the DJ name his son? What did the DJ name his son? This is a joke. Mm-hmm. Um. Scratchy. No, I'll give you Good two answer, more. Though, right? Two more tries. Okay. Um. I wouldn't name my kid Scratchy. Personally, <laughs> I would. <laughs> uh, Roland. Oh, that's good, but no. <laughs> Vibin. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, you want one more guess? No, he gave me three. Go ahead. Okay, so. <sighs> Thanks. See, now. <laughs> Did you forget the punchline? <laughs> no, it just feels weird to say it now, but it's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wait, is this yeah. what you're afraid? Oh, you're just trying to tell a joke. Yeah, it's okay. telling a joke. Oh my gosh. But yeah, oh my gosh. Eric is Eric. Eric? Yeah. That's <laughs> anyway. Good. That's good. I'm going to save that one. I'm going to use that one tomorrow. Hey, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't like ants. Um, and as a kid, I used to, we used to always like make, you know, mud houses and like fake mud food for <laughs> the ants and whatnot. But there was this one time um, where my little sister. She had on flip-flops, and she stepped on a pile of ants, and they started crawling up her leg. And that traumatized me. Even mm-hmm. though I didn't, that, like, I wasn't the one that stepped yeah. on the ants. But Was it your twin sister? My little sister. Okay. Um, yeah, my youngest sister. And, yeah, that was just, it's, like, my mom had to take her in the house, and it was, like, ants just dropping on the floor. Um, and like put her in a bathtub and rest her ants? off. Were they just normal yeah. black little Yeah, just house? regular They're ants. They're so harmless. But they I don't even do anything. I just think they look gross. You're not Because like they're what... just a whole bunch of little dots, piles, and... I got some stories about ants. <sighs> You're not going to like this story. Okay, tell me. So, <laughs> I mean that fear thing I was telling you about? hmm It applies to like insects too. hmm And when I was, I was such a weird kid at parties, I'm still weird, but like... <laughs> I didn't party when I went to parties in high school uh-huh. and college. I, like, 
usually was judging the sound system and how bad it was. I uh, was trying to find <laughs> obscure music to put on the sound system to upset the party. Mm-hmm. Um, usually would go find a room that didn't have a bunch of smoke in it and just like play a video game. I don't know. I just didn't fit in and I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. So another thing I would do at parties, because people are always freaked out by bugs, as mm-hmm. you are. If there was a bug and someone, it was, I'm just saying it was usually a woman would scream. Uh-huh. Uh, and like, ah, bug, and everyone's like, ah, bug. I'd go up to the bug and just eat it in front of everyone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just to show, like, it's okay, it's harmless, like, nothing's going to happen. We live in Chicago, the bugs are in here. Aren't poisonous. I mean, everybody has eaten a bug by oh, accident. No, you know? this is not. Uh, this is <laughs> so. It'd be ants. A lot of times, it'd be ants, and ants have a strange oh, flavor to them. Ants. Oh, is it bitter? It's. Uh, it has like this. It's like a sour, like zesty sour <sighs> taste. It tastes like um. No. Do you ever like bite into like a, a warhead and it has like that sour juice that comes out the middle, like a warhead? No, but I know what <laughs> warheads are. But ew. No, it, it's, I, it's sorry, like, I'm not judging, but I just, I really <laughs> hate ants and just. So when you say you hate ants, I'm like, it's they're harmless. Sh- they, they don't They are harmless. You. but they, they don't just, do anything. There's little guys. Just, yeah, but they, like when they get in piles. A great just, way to get over your fears, you just eat one and you'll No, <laughs> I can't. I couldn't. But they, like when they are in, it's, I guess it's the whole bunch of like little moving dots. The collection and, of them. Yeah, ugh, I just don't really, like that. Huh? I don't like it. And then I saw. There was like a, I think, I forgot where, but there was like a flood or something, a flood or a hurricane, and the water was uh, elevated, and so there were a lot of fire ants around. Mm-hmm. I think it was a hurricane somewhere. I don't know. But the there were fire ants, and they were like float on the water, mm. like in piles, and that just looks gross to me. Really? It just, the piles of dots. don't phase me at all. I, oh, when I was a kid, again, the heights, the being... Very capable and athletic, and then no bug fear. I just would watch Fear Factor. I'm like, let me get on this show. I would crush it. Like I used to watch that too. I would crush it. I'd be like, there's nothing. On, every single thing I saw on the show, because I was at the right age. I was like 11 when it came out. Curious, you know, adolescent boy going through puberty. I was just watching shows all the time. Just like I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> and then I watched this show. I was like, this is easy. Wait. <laughs> Just gonna lay in a pile of roaches or whatever. Uh, like none of I was like, I wish I could do that show. I was too young. But yeah, the bug thing, it's benefited me. Like I go camping a lot, travel a lot. So like bugs, when I see them, it doesn't bother me. Spiders. I don't go seeking spiders it. Spiders don't really bother me though. It's interesting. Usually spiders scare people more than ants do. Yeah, but they don't. I like And they're more likely to ants. bite you. It's just ants. It's just how they look. It's, so interesting. It's just what about the, snakes? The dots. Oh, I like snakes. You like snakes? Yeah. We used to like collect. We would always have garter snakes in our backyard. We would keep them snaky, hmm. slither. We would name <laughs> all of them. One of them accidentally Eric. fried. Yeah, Eric. Eric. <laughs> One of them. Uh, we had like this little butterfly snaky cage. Slither. Yeah. Slithering. So, snake. So one time, Snaky number two. Uh, <laughs> we put him in a butterfly cage. Because we kept him as a pet. And I, I have a picture of him, like, on a bush because I put him on a bush. But anyways, we put him in this what butterfly is cage. Going on? <laughs> and, and my mom, she put him outside, like, overnight, like, just the night before, thinking, like, oh, maybe he could catch some flies or something. Or just, like, whatever crawls in, he can eat. But we found him the next morning fried because the sun was too hot. So he was just, like, 
You shoveled him up. Yeah, he was just like stiff. Oh, he, snake and that number was the two. last snake that, yeah. How did you tell, two. like differentiate them? Did you like put a, a marker on their back, like a permanent marker? Like, no, that's... just the other one would somehow get away or, yeah, the other one would somehow get away and we just found another one. I've killed. I think we had a total of three you snakes. had a total of three gardeners. Yeah, like also prey mantis. 18 inches. Oh, little guys, little yeah, ones. Yeah, they were pretty small. I think. I mean, I don't know. Praying so mantis too, back. huh? Praying mantis. It had babies and everything. Praying mantises are yeah. wild. I love them. They're well They're at that time. I've only had one, but they're really cool to like find in the wild and watch them operate. Mm-hmm. I've been. Fo- I don't know if it's fortunate, but I've I have some cool videos I probably could submit to that Instagram channel. Nature is metal. Have you heard of that? I have heard of that. It just shows Somebody like animals and. Creatures in the wild killing each other. Is that a Reddit? That's a. Reddit it's on page? Instagram. I don't know. It's an Instagram channel I think it was, page. Okay. It's really. I a, think I saw it on. It's Reddit intense, but it's too. all real stuff that happens in nature. Yeah. You know, but I've seen bugs like I've caught on a camera. Like I brought out my camera and was filming like bugs like kill each other. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I saw this spider once. It's one of the coolest videos I have. It definitely would go viral on Nature Is Metal. There's two bees because uh-huh. it's two. It's got it's twofold. This story. There's two bees that meet each other and they start they grab on and they literally start mating which I've never seen mm-hmm. so I'm watching them mate mm-hmm. I'm like this is crazy and I'm like filming I'm like look at this and then in the distance a spider comes crawling down it's a big spider like probably like two three inches in diameter the mm-hmm. legs and it just g- jumps and grabs one of the bees and they're they're making love grabs it Aww. and just wraps its web around oh. it it just starts like holds it in plain sight just starts wrapping it wrapping it wrapping it and one bee's like freaking out and it has a little <laughs> bit so of like sad. gooeyness on it so it can't fly away well from yeah. the spider the spider wraps this thing up completely brings it back to this little pipe shoves it up there comes back and gets the other bee wraps oh, that up and brings sad. it back and eats them that's sad it's pretty dope that's just nature. That's yeah. life. The universe doesn't care about our feelings. I once recorded a video of a, a spider eating a, a beetle. Mm. That was cool. We sang a song about it, too. Meeny, miny. We had a whole video about it on <laughs> Meeny, miny, like, sneaky one, sneaky yeah. two, slithering. You just... What were you doing in Cleveland over there? It was fun times. <laughs> well, just like us in our backyard doing our thing. Why didn't but, you um, return? Why, if you don't like Chicago? Cleveland never felt like home. No? It's... Um, for, I didn't feel like for a creative, I mean, there is, I know there's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. There's, you know, uh, what's the name of our theater? I see. I don't even know. Just, I've, I've, Cleveland, it just never felt very open-minded to Mm. me. As a kid there, I didn't feel like I belonged there. Okay. Um, it never felt like home. And my, I feel like my whole family feels like that. My like immediate family, which is why, like we're here. Um, oh, your immediate family's here mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Oh. So, but yeah, I wouldn't go back. Cleveland's very beautiful though. And I'm like the times that I have gone like to visit, um, I've come to appreciate it more and more, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would live there again. I think it's just too slow t- for me, even though I want to live in the suburbs again. Do you? I do. I I need a break from the city. Um, I want to be within, like, at most 30 minutes away from the city, though. Kind of like how I lived with my old place. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. So. I was, like, 
three miles from the Chicago border of the city. Mm -hmm. But then to get to downtown, it's like, you know, 18 miles. So about 20 minutes without with traffic, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. See, that's not bad. Like, I would love that Mm because then I'll just want to go home. To my garden, you know, yeah. relax. It be the the streets are clean. It's quiet. That's why people <laughs> yeah. love the suburbs. Yeah, they love it. I want to live in the suburbs. So, I did that my whole life. I wanted to try a city thing. I've never lived in the city, so I was like excited to try it. I mean, I miss. Mm-hmm. Do I miss sitting out in that big old yard and it's quiet and have like a bonfire and it's mm-hmm. I could see like a coyote or a deer and birds. See, that's so cool. It was beautiful. Yeah. I do miss that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I also love, like, the freedom and time I have now. I have nothing to take care of. I don't have to take care of a house, mm. shovel the snow in the driveway, clean the gutters. I mean, it was a massive thing to take care of. All that yard to mow, all the branches, the leaves. You got to rake up all those leaves on that whole 44,000 square feet of leaves. Yeah, that's... I did that yeah. my whole life. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> the grass is always greener. Like, it... Both are beautiful. Yeah, you just gotta have but time just, for it. Yeah, you gotta exactly. have time for it. City's fast paced. There's nothing to take care mm-hmm. of. You have an apartment, you got your stuff in there. That's it. You're mm-hmm. in and out, in and out whenever you want. No rules, yeah. nothing to worry about. And I think I'm like ready to like settle. So it's just like, yeah, both things. It just depends on where you are in your life, at mm. what point, and what you want to take in, and I don't know how much energy you have for certain things. Yeah, like, you want a garden, huh? Yeah, I do. You ever have one? Gardens are cool. I have my I have plants. Yeah, <laughs> I got my plants and my two cats at home and we chilling. Uh, so, yeah. Have you but, always been a, a cat person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my I mean, we have my family has four dogs. Okay. But I love cats. I love dogs too, but I am more of a cat person. Mm. They're more independent. Um, yes, you still take care of them. Yes, you still give them attention. <laughs> yeah. They get lonely. But they are more independent. They can take care of themselves. Like you could leave them at home. If like if I'm going to work, they they just gonna have to be They're at home. Fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for dogs, you can't really do that. No, you can't. They're very. They're. It's almost a shame to compare them. People are always like, are you a dog person or cat person? It's like they're. Mm-hmm. It's different. A dog is insanely des- uh, domesticated. Mm-hmm. A cat is not. A yeah. cat is a beast. A cat is this little feline that just. Yeah, we force, like, come live in the house. And it's like, you let it out. It'll bring you birds. It'll bring you mice. It'll bring yeah. you a snake. It'll bring you whatever you want it to. Mm-hmm. It's just this little panther out there. A, I want an actual you know, panther. I, I want You one. get a black cat, you're there, halfway there. I see. Look, so <laughs> They're like I, that, you know? I actually wanted a black cat, but then I got Biscuit. Biscuit is awesome. Um, yeah, you should get one named Gravy. Great. <laughs> oh, that would gravy, be cute. Right? Blue could be Gravy. He looks like his his fur. He's part Siamese, so he's like brown and like tan with blue eyes. He could also be a gravy. Like that could be his nickname. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Biscuit was the perfect companion for Blue because Blue was um he's old. He's like twenty years. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, it's but old. But he acts like a baby. He's my baby. <laughs> um, but he when I moved into this apartment in Humboldt, um, it was just us two because his brother Bear who we had for also 20 years or whatever, but he was older than Blue, um, or 19 years at the time. Um, he just passed away, and I was going to take him, so it was going to be me, Bear, and Blue in my apartment, just us three, but Bear passed away, so then it was just Blue alone all the time. He would get sick. Um, 
He seemed very sad. He wasn't talking anymore because he talks a lot. He meows like crazy. He yells at me. He's just a very talkative cat, mm-hmm. which also I love that about him because it's just like it's like a wake up for me to like he'll talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even though I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he stopped talking. He was sick all the time. He was just to himself. He didn't want to like be held or anything like that and I really thought he was about to go like he was about to leave um but he was just like very lonely and so like I prayed to God I'm like let me keep him for at least five more years I know he's old but I need to have blue for five more years at least wow and 25 huh yeah yeah Uh, we going we doing it we'll see I think Blue's good now because I got Biscuit. Um, I saw her, and I was looking for a black cat, and there was a black cat there because um, I, I wanted, like, a panther, mm-hmm, <laughs> a mini mm-hmm. panther. Um, but the the kitten there, I don't know, just Biscuit was perfect. It was a filling thing mm-hmm. for her. Like, I saw her. I'm like, I'm going to come back to you. I feel like you might be it, but let me look at this cat real quick. I was thinking about Biscuit. And then so I held the other cat. I'm like, oh, this cat is cute, but it was, like, very anxious. I didn't feel connected to it or anything. So I'm like, okay. And I held Biscuit instantly. She was just chill. She was just, like, in my arms. She also just got spayed, so she didn't have much energy. But I don't know. I just I loved her instantly, and she's the perfect. She's just perfect. Biscuit, she's like my little girl. She's just, she's a cat. Like I'm not for like humanizing animals or like putting clothes on them and stuff like that. That's just not me. But like I will say, she's like having like just a little girl in the house. Like because blue, <laughs> blue is you know, he's a little bit more aggressive. He demands attention, <laughs> and she just like looks and like watches and waits for you to like mm-hmm. <laughs> say, "Come here." Yeah. <laughs> Um, but she's so sweet, and it's just, we've always had, like, male, uh, animals, like, male pets, and so it just feels different to have, like, a a female cat, like, they're, she's crazy, she's playful, but she's very, I don't know, just the perfect companion for Blue, like, she, he plays now, he talks more, he... Your cat He's talks. good. Yeah. Or meows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess <laughs> you're like, yeah, duh. personifying. <laughs> you're like, but, what do you mean? But like, yeah, just blue as soon as she came back in the house. Of course, they had that week where like, I don't know who you are, so I'm going to hiss at you. Mm-hmm. But after that, they bonded instantly and it's been cool. Blue hasn't gotten sick again. He's been playful, running Blue's around. Blue's not feeling blue anymore. Exactly. So yeah. Up. yeah. So you're a cat person. So mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I'm a cat person. <laughs> Spent all that time talking about my cats. It's definitely a cat person, y'all. <laughs> I uh I'm like very similar but flipped, whereas I enjoy cats, I like cats, but I mm-hmm. always like lean more towards a dog. Um I, I enjoy the 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 neediness and the friendliness and that like comes up to you and he's just like, Please play with me. I got my mm-hmm. toy. Can we play can you, you know, like that kind of thing? It's just mm-hmm. it's endearing. You you feel after a long day, it's just nice to have that. I don't have any animals right now. I don't want any right now because life is crazy, and I just want to be able to, like, 
you know, friends like, hey, come camp at my house weekend this week. And I'm like, okay, I can go do that. I don't have to worry about animals. I feel that. But I can't wait to have animals again. I've always they've always been around me. I've always had them. But this when I moved, I was like, I need to just focus on myself and what I'm doing and animals will come at some point in my life. But I would like to have both someday. Cat dog combo. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Both, both for different reasons. I would like to have that too. Mm-hmm. Like I want a German Shepherd and mm. and a black cat. That was like that was my mix. Like a Panther, Panther and, a wolf. and a German Yes. German <sighs> Shepherds are intense. They, they're so beautiful. They're though. so beautiful, but man, you you could train those things to murder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's the point. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I won't get a dog until I don't know if I'll ever get a dog. But if I do, it's gonna be when I have a family and everything, and the there are other house, people to the yard. Yeah, and like I'm not the only. I I couldn't take care of a dog by myself right now. Like I'm moving, I'm moving too much. Yeah, I'm just working too much and yeah. I wouldn't want to do that to. No, they, yeah, the I dog needs. Do that to them. A dog mm-hmm. needs more love than, man, than any other animal. I mean, they are so darn but needy. It's not, it's not like a bad thing, but it's it is like a preference and just lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, depends on what your lifestyle is, and if I were to get a dog, I want to make sure I have the right lifestyle for it. Right. Because then I want them to be loved too. Yeah, you don't want to abuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Just have find a friend. If you want someone to hang out with, don't get a dog. Just get a friend. Yeah, get a friend. Yeah. Do you ever feel at twenty six your balance of like work, music, hobbies, living, personal time, and then friends? Do you have a hard time balancing? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You looked at me like of course I do. Yeah. (laughs) Most definitely. Um at 26, it shouldn't be that hard yet. You don't got kids it's or difficult. a mortgage or a husband it's or a difficult. wife or anything. I know. It's difficult, though. I don't know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Why is it so difficult? Uh... Or is it that introvert of you that just wants to stay in, doesn't want to go out? Or are you the type of introvert that likes to go out but I likes like... to still be quiet and hide while going out? Because it's too tight. That, too. That, too. No, I, I like I, I like to observe people observe things like when i go to parties if um i feel like i can never okay there are parties where you won't have fun at of course there are some that just aren't that fun but i feel like i can always make myself have fun Mm -hmm. even if it's not my crowd at a party Mm -hmm. i will just sit and watch everybody and act like we're all sims like in the sims game you know (laughs) with the diamonds on our heads (laughs) And then like watch people dance. I'm like, this is just like them. <laughs> just like them. But um I don't know. I just uh Yeah, no, I like to go out and observe things. I like to like listen to music, but a lot of times I just don't wanna I don't I'm not in the the mindset to like talk to anybody, like to have a conversation because that's just not what I have the energy for. I just want to see and experience mm. and just, like, internalize it. So I okay. internalize a lot of things. Music, I internalize a lot. Um, a lot of things become personal. So So your yeah. ideal party is, like, you want to get invited, but you go and you just want to, like, chill and not maybe have to talk to I mean, ideally, I want to go and dance oh, and you're, have okay, fun. Dance. So yeah, I do, dance. yeah. Okay. But if it's not, like... If it's not um, 
a crowd of people that I feel connected to and like conversation or anything mm-hmm. like that, then I'll just observe instead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some things are surface, and I'd rather not hold a surface a surface conversation or just. I will do small talk, but it drains me. <laughs> like it's, it's something you have to give so much energy to, but there's nothing coming out of it. It's just like mm. I don't know. It's just. Do you think? Do you really think you have to give a lot of energy to it, or do you think that you subscribe too much energy to it? Because I don't feel that way about small talk. Because I do it. Small talk's part of my life, but I I take it seriously. But it's like it's just talking to I've, me. I've well, it depends on the type of small talk. Because, okay, there's like the type where like you're trying to engage or trying to uh, converse with somebody. Like with this, this feels natural. Mm-hmm. Like just sitting here talking. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't feel like small talk to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, but at a party, like when people like ask, oh. What do you do? Or I don't know. The weather. That's the basic cliche one. What do you no do when the weather is, is brutal? <laughs> so what do you do? It's like, uh, I do what I do. I don't want to have to keep talking about what I do. Yeah. I do it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and it's not like anything towards the person that asked it. It's just like, just I'd rather talk about more deep, like deeper things. Like, oh, what's your worst fear when you were I don't know a certain age that's broad I don't know but I just I like to get to know people and when it's conversation that has nothing to do with like what you're passionate about what you believe in what what makes you feel then it's it I don't know it's hard for me to stay focused in it um and it's if I'm, like, trying to, like, stay in that conversation, it kind of drains me. Mm. And so I'd just rather just watch. Yeah. And see what comes out of that conversation instead of, like, putting myself in mm-hmm. it. I've heard what you s- just said mm-hmm. a handful of times from people when I've asked them about, you know, personally, friends, about small talk, mm-hmm. parties, why they don't like them. But it, it normally comes from people who are very of the introverted heart and mind they're just like i don't know it's a lot of it's draining and takes effort it feels fake it feels superficial so it's like i don't want to put myself through that you know little things Mm -hmm. like that it's very interesting yeah oh and i do find myself doing small talk i try to talk about things that they're probably not used to hearing or someone bringing up so it makes it fun Mm -hmm. you know but i don't really go to parties my part is uh, that time of my life is like yeah. not like that anymore. If I do, it's a bunch of mature adults like having wine and usually has to do with music. Mm-hmm. That That's about it. I don't know. It's just I don't really go to parties anymore. Mm-hmm. I socialize so much and just what I do for work that it's like I don't even keep getting it from a party. Yeah. Plus, I have to go to bed at like 10. So yeah, parties are hard these days. Yeah. I'm trying to like – trying to build – more of a social life now because I do feel like I work a lot and mm-hmm. I work with kids a lot um but I do also like to have fun but with like friends close friends and whatnot yeah so but yeah um I think you asked earlier 
if like I felt like all of that was balanced or like if I have like a solid yeah, yeah. flow of yeah does it feel balanced no yeah. so yeah no it doesn't <laughs> and I'm that's what I'm working on <laughs> yeah. somehow came full circle you asked earlier I'm trying to rediscover what my, my shoe hobbies. size was I don't know. yeah what are your same hobbies uh it can't be music okay got you I like to dance um so close to music, I, but I appreciate it <laughs> what do you dance I'm, to i'm really good you at dance this just nothing yeah no anything well oh, music, no, right? music yeah it has <laughs> to okay. do with music dance is a good one dance works <laughs> um i things that i'm like i i am trying to find time for again and I haven't done in a while is painting, drawing, playing video games. I suck at video games now because adult life has gotten too far in the way. And now I'm you don't just, need video games. They're sometimes they're fun, but I they're not it's a part hard of your life. To, There's no need to go back down that wormhole. They are a part in a way where I still like to watch people play video games. You like to watch people? I do. Play? Really? I think it's like watching a movie. I used to love it too. Yeah. I used to just sit there and watch my brother play for hours. He's like, "You want to play McNums?" Watching, yeah, like, they're doing like a mission in a game, like run them on, like ah, oh, yeah. oh, I almost got it. Yeah, it is funny. It is like yeah. watching. I think it's you stimulate the same part of your brain when you watch mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen without the risk of you know making the decisions and and uh, I was always it's a, a, it's not even it's real. a risk it's to risk. me. <laughs> I know it's not real, but I always was afraid of just dying in a game for some reason. My first game I ever beat. It was Dino Crisis. You remember Dino Crisis? I do. That I was Dino afraid Crisis. of that. Yeah. <laughs> was it for PC? It, no, no, it was a PS One. Oh my god. It was Capcom. Yeah. Same people that made Resident Evil, except they're dinosaurs. Yeah. And they're just running around. And I'm just like, I'm about to die any second. That's so funny. <laughs> but I did it. I was so proud of myself after I beat that game. I'm like, okay, I'm not afraid to play video games anymore. I never but, met someone who was afraid to play video games yeah, because out of fear a, of dying yeah. in something. It's not real. I know. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> but goofy. I was always, uh, I always loved zombie games, like horror. And because I think because, like, my mom would always play it, my mom and my dad, and we would always watch them, like, me and my sister. Okay. So you like zombie so. stuff because you brought up mm-hmm. Last of Us and yeah. uh, what's it called? I like the idea of, uh, I don't want it to actually happen. I don't think it would. The post apocalyptic. We came close three years ago, right? Yeah, we did. It felt like it, like going <laughs> yeah. to like small towns or shopping centers, and it's just vacant. Yeah, like an intercom, like please stay inside. I was like, this is so crazy. God, you went was... out during the. Uh, I, Only I like really... if I go shopping. Oh like, yeah, I, I didn't go. What did I? Oh, I had to have gone grocery shopping. I, mean, I, I don't know why I don't. I didn't remember. get anything delivered. Like I did yeah, like I normal either. stuff. Like if I bought like a book or a record off the internet, oh. but I went out to get food and. Go grocery shopping, you know. I know what happened. I didn't eat that much during quarantine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. I didn't go out. <laughs> I didn't go. I didn't eat. I didn't eat that much. Really? You just didn't yeah. go get food? No. I mean, how'd you get food? You... I I mean, I had to have right. Eventually, I don't remember. You get it, but delivered? I do remember not eating that much. I ate a bunch. Yeah. I ate... It didn't really. I don't know. Like I followed all the rules. I did everything I was supposed to, but I. I... It did not scare me at all. It felt, it just didn't, something didn't feel right about it. Mm-hmm. It didn't, I followed the rules and guidelines of society and the government and business. I didn't, I only saw people in my bubble, which were, luckily I had a big one because it was my house, my roommates, I had a bunch of roommates, so we had our own bubble, but yeah, I just, 
someone felt weird about us. Like, if this was that bad, we like it'd be worse. And it's like not. And these numbers like feel huge. fudged, and something don't yeah. feel right. Something's like I'm out there in the world, and it seems like the best thing we should do is just like be healthier. So I just started going out more, like walking more. I just like mm-hmm. went walking and ran a lot and lost weight and just got healthier. And I was like, people should at least go out. And that was a big thing. People like wouldn't go out. I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. mean like going out to a bar or club. I mean like there's a wooden step outside. Just go outside and go walk around. It's free. It's easy. It's everywhere. Yeah. You don't need to get within twenty feet of somebody. Just go walk around. Yes. So sure. yeah, it felt a little strange. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. No one did, but it definitely didn't feel right. Like the decisions we were making didn't mm-hmm. work. Like it didn't work at all. So I don't know. And now we're living with it. Like I mean, it's part of the normal now. Yeah, now it's so. turned into what every, well, not every, but a lot of diseases, viruses turn into. It's just part of what you can be aware of it, find some treatment, be healthy, try not to get it if someone's sick. Stay. I'm like, it's yeah. just part of the lexicon now. It's part of life. Yeah. I yeah. will say, though, it was scary, like, for a moment where, I mean, like, they're, well, they were putting the numbers out there and just, like, posting how many people were dying from COVID but it what I think what was scary to me was like how easily like how easy you could get it and how severe it could get yeah you couldn't control that right that was the tricky part about it yeah because you don't know how it would would affect you because I got it and this doesn't help because it plays into my bias of like yeah I wasn't really worried about it I got it and it was nothing. I sneezed for a day. That's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> That's lucky. That's I great. was just like, it didn't help. Again, it made yeah. me go like, this is not, this is stupid. Uh, yeah, I've always believed it's real. Mm. But I was like, this this can't be as bad as people think. It just varies. That's the scary mm-hmm. thing. It varies so much from person to person. Yeah. And like a lot of sicknesses, viruses, it's never going to be good for people who are older or have health yeah. issues. Yeah, no. I mean, there's no great way to handle it. I don't know. I think it might take a couple more years to see how we handle it. So far, it's looking like we didn't handle it well. Mm-mm. I think we could all admit that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's no one's like, well, it's certainly not our fault. It's We we were Everybody trying panicked. to panic. We are trying not to panic, but we mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And try to do um, what the people in charge that we hire and pay to do. And they were not that good at it. Yeah. Um, Yep. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but, yeah, Jesus, that that pandemic conversation is so overdone. Yeah. I'm so like, <laughs> There's another one. I'm done. Like we don't We're done with that one. No more pandemic. Number three. Sneaky, Number- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. slithering. Yep. Slippy. <laughs> Our conversations have gone some strange places mm-hmm. since we started talking, you know? Because yeah. how long have we been talking? How long? Almost two hours. Oh, like well, we're a couple great. minutes away from two hours. I mean, it's a good conversation, then, <laughs> you know. First podcast, yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me on. By the way, you're welcome. This is awesome. Oh, thanks. I've never done this. Me neither. So. No, I'm kidding. I've been doing podcasts <laughs> for eleven years, but it's fun. I I enjoy it. I started out in 2012 with my cousin Matt, and we did this podcast called Friends of Music, <clears throat> and we ended up. He just wanted to talk to people, and I was going to be the producer because he didn't know the technical side, and I didn't. And he wanted to just talk to people about music and their experiences with their, with music, their earliest music memories, similar things that I talk about. And I was 22 at the time. He was 26. 
And I was like, yeah, I got the gear and you could do it at my house. So he would, first we'd do like me, some friends, cousins, but eventually he ran out of those people. So we started getting in random people from his friend group I didn't know. And then I started the fest that year and started recording bands and having like monthly shows. So I was like, hey, why don't we like marry the podcast with like the sessions? After a session, when a band comes in to record a couple of videos, we can like talk to them afterwards and interview them. Similar formula, formula but you're doing it with one to five, six people, however many people. So he liked the idea. So we started doing that, and that was really great. I got to talk more people, and I was still behind the scenes. I wasn't doing the interviewing. But then once in a while, I'd hop in on an interview, and once in a while, he couldn't make it. So I took over, and I took over, and then he had a kid, and I took over more and more, and then eventually it was just me doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we ended the podcast because I didn't have the time to keep doing it, and he didn't want to do it anymore because of life. So I started a different one during the pandemic with a friend of mine called Mandate Movie. We were just talking about movies. I really like movies mm. too. And that one was cool for a bit. and did that for like two years. And then moved on to this one uh, like two and a half years ago. And I was like, I realized I've been meeting like the coolest people ever doing what I do around the world. And I just keep meeting amazing musicians, artists, scientists, doctors, lawyers, magicians, actors, cooks, ex-convicts, this person, like, you name it. Like, Hmm. everyone's a musician. These are all just musicians. You get to talk to a band when you're setting up and putting mics in place, and turns out the drummer is from Nigeria, and they have a law degree, and they do, like, um, martial arts, and then they also play in a band. You're like, what? This is a real person I endear and you do was his name and it was amazing i was like dang you'd be cool to talk to then this person does that and i'm like wow there's like amazing people everywhere and they're just in these bands like a couple weeks ago a band came in and everyone in the band someone was from a different field of research and with a phd at university of chicago i'm like what and they're just like this cool indie rock band so i talked to one of the researchers on there who studies early childhood psychology and it was like really cool so yeah, I, I liked the way that you performed, even the way that you dress. Like, I liked a lot of things about you. And I was like, she seems like a really cool person to talk to. You know, I was right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't get the chance to talk to you much, but I enjoyed your ambiance, your aura, your whatever you give off, the way you are. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, you should be fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get different people, different. I, I like to talk to women, I think, a lot more than some men would be comfortable talking with because it's like, I'm not a woman. I don't, I'm curious about what it's like to be you on this planet interfacing with other people. Mm-hmm. So I like to talk to different people that normally probably wouldn't talk on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I want to have this platform be more for people who normally don't get to go on podcasts or. Again, a lot of men just won't talk to women the way that I like to talk to them or hear their perspective, their stories, you know, especially in the music industry or acting industry, places where it's really male-dominated, you know. So I think it's important to have that for anybody who's a listener, especially for other women to have role models and see people like that. Um, Yeah, it's just not – there's not enough of it. So Mm. I hope to try to help that situation. Thank you for doing that too. You're welcome. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. I'm just so aware of it and I read a lot of books about it. I'm like something's 
I don't understand it. Like, there's more women on earth than men yet. They're so not represented in so many places. Mm -hmm. It's strange to me. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, y'all are a lot more tougher than I think people realize. It's starting to freak me out. I'm like, <laughs> I always think, ah, oh, I'm so tough. I'm a man. I got a beard. I got, I got a beard. <laughs> I got big chest and broad shoulders. I can do this. I can climb. I can build. And then I'm like, wow. Like, I meet a mom who just gave birth. I'm like, what? You can do that. <laughs> and then they put up with that kid for like 18 years. And you're just like, oh my God. There's a lot that we have to. It's a to different take on. world. Yeah. It's so different. And yeah. they're both necessary and both beautiful, but mm -hmm. like, we're never gonna, men are never gonna understand women and vice versa. Like, you're so different. Everything about you is so different. How you have to be and live, even with a lot of similarities we have. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're still humans, but it's like, you have different lives and, and, bodies and and socializing and there's just so many things about you i'm like i don't get it you know mm -hmm. but it's beautiful I, I love it like platonically it's like a great thing i think it's helpful i think more men should talk about it interact more yeah i mean know. after all like i believe we all need each other yeah for balance like perfect balance like we can't have life without each other yeah and we we need to get over ourselves. Yeah. Like, like men need to get over it. We're not threatened and everything's going to be okay. And women need to just come into it. And yeah, there needs to be like this peace treaty somehow. I don't know. I'm willing I to mean, sign it. <laughs> you about to say something? I mean, I'll say, look, as long as, because I feel like, like women, like we're, we're taking our steps and we're putting ourselves into, you know, into the scene. But I think that I think the light needs to be shared and I think sometimes men just like need to like step back and let us step in yeah. instead of like pushing. And I'm sure that happens on y'all side too. Like it goes both ways. But we probably get it a lot more as women. But I think I don't know, just Ideally, I would want to live in a world where everybody's allowed to do, just do them, <laughs> just I, like do their thing. I don't know why anybody fights that. I I don't I don't get it. It's like, who cares if someone is gay? Who cares if mm -hmm. someone wants to be a boy, or wants to be a girl? Who cares if they want to wear baggy clothes or wants to wear this dope cardigan? It's a great ass cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? Like. Care about yourself. Care about mm -hmm. your loved ones. Are you happy? Are you safe? You got food on the table. Love what you do. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. I don't understand. Like I want to go in there and just make it, yeah. stir the pot. Like why? Like and if you want to go the religious route and say because the Bible's like first of all, all religions you pick their god. Well, in Christianity, we say Jesus. Literally says like love people. It's mm -hmm. all about love. Like. The rest of that stuff is up for interpretation, but we know that what isn't is the story of love, compassion, helping hand, community. Mm -hmm. Hinduism, God has it. Islam has it. They all have Christianity it. Christianity has it. Yeah. yeah. Judaism has it. They all have it. So, like, don't even go the religious route. I don't want to hear it because mm -hmm. I grew up with that. And all I, aside from some of the, you know, guilt trips, way too many guilt trips, most of it was peaceful. It was all about community. It's where I mm -hmm. got 
the the knack for it for like doing community stuff. It's like from Christianity. It's like what I grew up or up around. I just don't like the guilt tripping about everything. Yeah. And your sideburns are too long, and that her dress is too short. <laughs> you know, like Baptist. You know yeah. how it goes. <laughs> I went to a Baptist school. It's like what? Yeah, cares. Just as long as everybody feels loved, they feel a little less alone in this world, and we all just feel like we're heard. Yeah. And we're not hurting ourselves or each other because, like, your decision that you make for yourself is your business, but if it's hurting you, like, I'm probably going to make it my business, yeah. too, and try to, like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't want you to hurt yourself because we need you. Right. So, but like, like, like abusive stuff, drugs, alcohol, and yeah. when it gets out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a slip. That's a hard one. When you, you know, you see someone around you like drinking or smoking or yeah. doing drugs a little, well, it's not just like, oh, a weekend thing. It's like, it's much more. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one because it's like, you could also argue like the free will and freedom of speech and expression, like, mm-hmm. man, what if they just want to do that? And that's their life and their business. Yeah. But it's just sad to see it. As yeah. a friend, you know, like, I don't want that to happen to someone. And you got to, sometimes you got to figure out if it's your place to do that, to, like, say anything. Yeah. But. Yeah, in that situation, I try to give constructive criticism and feedback, you know. You know, but it's, that's a, that's a really hard place to be. Giving mm-hmm. people, trying to control them with that. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there's so much frustration and hate and sexism and racism. It's, like, strange to me, you know. It just is a part of this world. Isn't it? Yeah. It's so strange to me. Like, why? Why does it need to so be? Sex, sexism? <laughs> it need to be. I'm not saying so this is going to be funny. This is going to sound <laughs> terrible. I'm not saying sexism is right, but I understand why there's so much confusion amongst men and women because we're just so darn different. Like, something's our wires are just not aligned, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> yeah. I think it's for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it's for a lot of safety reasons and procreation reasons um that's been going on for all of history but the racism thing is so confusing to me because it's like if you just learn about history and geography and uh, and anatomy and biology you'd be like oh so because you were just over there with the angle of the sun in that climate a little bit longer than me a couple thousand years your mm-hmm. skin's darker that's it that's it mm-hmm if you didn't know everyone, that's it. Mm-hmm. The only difference between you and me is like you were just exposed a little bit longer for this to the sun at a different angle on Earth because you had more sunlight. So your skin did what evolution does and just produced more melanin. Like that's it. Yep. And I'm half Mexican. That's why I have olive skin because my dad's brown. My mom's not because she's from Europe where there's less sun. Like it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with someone's better than the next. It's nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with anything. It has everything to do with just random just random geographical but placement. people just... It's so simple. Choose to, yeah, people just choose to... I don't know. I guess it's easier to choose hate or, like, the negative things. Um, it's easier to to fall into, like, your negative automatic thoughts, even. Like, just anything... It's easier to fall down than to climb up. Like, mm-hmm. it's... I think... A lot of times people choose what's easier instead of putting in effort to get to know or to learn or understand. Mm -hmm. And also people are, um, there are some people who just aren't aware. They have lack of awareness, just have their rose-colored 
glasses on all the time and just is that the proper saying for it? Rose or rose, just like rose colored glasses? It's close. I think it, that's it could be actually because it just means like you're like the world's everything's yeah, great, beautiful. Oh, look, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they could be doing that. Like oh, everything's great. There's no racist issues yeah. going on or sexist issues. Like yeah, there is. Yeah, there has been for quite some time. And the the strange thing about racism is it's like cross cultured. Like there's other countries that have it towards other countries that have nothing to do with America. It's a mm-hmm. very complicated human issue. Yeah, you know, and they all have different reasons. Like what what started that issue, but yeah, it's been a weird problem across across cultures. Like I've seen it. And I've I've heard people talk about it when they go like, yeah, when you go to this country, you don't want to bring up these people, and it has nothing to do with America or not even black and white just like brown and more brown or white mm. and less white you know it's just like weird i mean countries in europe have these issues and they're all white it's it's just a tribal issue you know it's weird i don't get it but america yeah. has its own unique one mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got yep. a very unique one that's very yeah. strange <laughs> <laughs> yep that's uh, america so <laughs> uh, right number, like, four. number four <laughs> Uh, the economic problems of Chicago, <laughs> yeah. nope. Work. <laughs> Racism, nope. Work, nope. What else? I don't, what was the third one? I don't know. <laughs> twins? No, it wasn't twins. I think I was getting there. I think if we kept going to the twins, they'd be like, all right, I've heard yeah, I've been probably. talking about twins for 26 years. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I love, I love my, my twin. I love my sisters, all of them. They're great. <laughs> my family's great. I, mean, I don't mean that in any, no, like, <laughs> sarcastic way either. It's fine. <laughs> Genuinely. It's funny. I mean, you don't know, like, where, uh, we don't really know each other. So it's like, I only know by prying and asking questions. I mm-hmm. mean, you wanted to come on a podcast called Bending Brains. This is what, yeah, I ask questions. <laughs> Bending Brains. Yeah. And I, yeah, I actually, I like being asked random questions. Too. Like, just, what's, what's your favorite snack? I don't know. That's what is not your that snack? great of a question. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're, uh, you, know, you just started thinking really hard. You're like, it's not a great question. Wait, fruit snacks? Fruit roll-ups? Nutty butter? No. What is it, actually? Um, it used to be ice cream, um, but... You think that's a snack? I guess it's a little bit... It's kind of like... Yeah. Depends how much ice cream you eat. See, I'm a pro- I'm, I have a problem, and I eat a lot of ice cream. If I do eat it, I don't mm-hmm. really eat it. But if someone goes, you want ice cream, I go, well, I'm going eat the whole pint because mm-hmm. I'm eating ice cream. Yeah. So it's almost like not a snack anymore because you just ate... 1200 calories of some well, chocolate okay, fudge what you, what you brownie mean? butter love. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just straight up meal that's compact into a pint. Yeah. It's so calorie dense. <laughs> you love I'm like ice cream. Right now yeah, I'm, like, I can see. <laughs> I'm thinking of you, Jenny's ice cream. Jenny's that gooey cream butter cake with the brown, the, uh, brown brittle, brittle, brittle almond butter. Bar- brown almond brittle. Brittle, brittle brown almond butter. Brittle. I know exactly. I just which had one it. I just about. had it like last week. I also like the brown, brown butter almond brittle. Is it brown, brown butter, butter almond brittle? Brown Maybe. brittle almond butter. Almond Does butter. Does it have brittle, almond in it? Bu- Maybe not. <laughs> I think it's brown bu- butter. Bi- butter. Brown butter. Bri- brittle. Brown butter brittle. Say that brittle, five brittle, times brown fast. Brown butter brittle. Brown. Brown, brown mm. bro- brittle. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers Brown Brittle Bay. Brothers Bear. Bear. Brother, Brother Bear, Bear Bay Bay. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> that's that's the 
the, the trio right I there. Haven't, I haven't like... heard that <laughs> office phrase in a long time. It's a great phrase. I should, I, I'm a person who should definitely do an office trivia. I, oh, you should. I did that. I watched that show so many times. Since Same. it came out, I started watching it like 15, 16 years ago. And I had it running this morning, just in a background. It's the best background TV. show. Yes. That and Seinfeld just like go to the background and you're mm-hmm. set. And like you just walk into the living room for a second, look at the screen, and if you've laugh seen the show enough, I'll yeah. be like, episode two, season, you know, two. I was like, you just know, I'm like, oh yeah, Casino I'm, Night, episode twenty three, season two. I've never part got one to that point. Two. Oh, of, I've seen it so many times. I, well, so I've never been able to name like, just I guess anything with numbers, really. The episodes, <laughs> the the season, I just know like, oh, that's this episode and this happened in this episode. Oh, I could tell. I could but tell I by the tell. fashion. I could tell by the production what season it is. Like that's how much mm. I've seen a oh, lot. Oh well, okay. Yeah, because season one is so much different than like. It's a different building. Six, they had to rebuild eight, that whatever. whole area. It's like yeah. not at all. Like oh really? Yeah, season one was in a different location, different building. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm, I'm a nerd. That's cool. In every way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds are cool kids. Wait. Um, so you said ice cream. Mm-hmm. But it's like oh, more yeah. like snack snack. You know, like trail mix, fruit snacks. It used to be trail mix. So I'm going all off of what used to be. I don't know what it is now. How about this favorite beverage? We'll go alcoholic first and then non-alcoholic. Um... So I never remember the names of like the drinks that I get. Oh, Not because I don't drinks. get drink or anything. I, I get cocktails and stuff, but I always try something different. Okay. Uh whatever sounds just random. Well we could simplify it. I well, okay. I'm sorry. I will say I do get Long Islands when I don't know what else to get. Long Island's the only one I can name. Like it's What's the easy. liquor in there? Is it tequila or vodka? Is it uh, or rum? Is gin rum? I think it's all of that. <laughs> I think it's all I'll of take that. Take a little really. bit of everything. Yeah. No wonder why like, people get messed up from that's those. That's how I am, though. That's like, <laughs> I just I can't. Is there's no specific thing, so I just I'll just take. Do you like the clear liquors or the brown liquors? I don't know. I just I drink <laughs> like whatever bourbon? sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some Manhattan and old like, fashions. I've had those before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It's I don't know what it is. You're but like, like I'm a little old fashioned. I go from Manhattan to Long Island. I don't know. Just I have a little bit of any name of Long, the drink. Long Island is the only one that I'll like request, but usually if I like am looking at a menu, I'll just pick a random one that doesn't sound too sweet. That seems like it's probably like very herbal or whatever. <laughs> um I, I don't like way. juice. I don't like like the sweet way. stuff, so what was you about to say? The way you pick <laughs> drinks is so good. Like, I'll take, you're just looking like less sweet. A little bit of herbal, need a little bit of spice. No juice. And then the guy across the bar said, you say no juice? You're like, no, <laughs> I said juice. <laughs> She's like, it's a whole thing. It is. It really is. <laughs> but my, the Long Island is my safe one. Okay. If I just don't feel like trying to find a cocktail, I'm just Long Island. Just You don't like anything neat? No straight stuff? I, I mean, I yeah. I've oh, had you, it you before. Like you like wine? It makes me tired. I do like wine, but it makes me tired. Mm, beer? So, yeah, I like beer too. I don't have a. I could not name a single beer. Not if even. If somebody offered me a beer, like no. Miller. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. If I think about it, yeah, but I just don't take the time Goose to think Island, about Chicago, it. Goose Island. Goose Island. Okay, yeah. So I've had all these okay. things, but I just don't put in any effort when choosing a drink, except for I I do avoid the sweet. Drinks. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that's a good idea. That's stuff. how you get a great headache. 
You don't. Yeah. You oh, know. the sweet ones? Yeah. Yeah, because the sugar mixed with mm-hmm. the alcohol, it's a headache and a stomachache waiting to happen, you know? Have you ever had um, cut water? Cut water? Mm-hmm. I've it's never cans, heard of that. Really cheap. They're good, it's but alcohol after or not a while, alcohol? it's alcohol. Huh. Alcoholic. Um, in cans, four in a pack, $11. 7 to 12.5% alcohol content. How many ounces Great. is it? I don't know. 12? I'd, 6? 11.5? Yeah. Liters? I don't know. 3.78 liters? I don't know. One gallon? <laughs> can't tell oh, you. you I were, mean, it's a regular You were can. so specific at everything else but that. You're like, listen, 5% alcohol, all right? Listen, <laughs> it's what it's made out of. It's got this color. It's a can. It's called. It's, it's like this big. Or maybe a little bit bigger. They're, My hands not. They're probably that twelve ounce cans. Yeah, my, no. Smaller, what? like a regular can. Twelve ounces. Like, is that twelve? <laughs> okay, I don't know. But they are super strong and they're so sweet. And I don't like how it feels, like the hangover feels. Mm-hmm. I usually don't get bad hangovers, but with that, like it definitely one can, you're good. It gets you there. But in the morning, you won't feel good because of all the sugar in it. Yeah, you can't do just that. Just stomach, head, just no. You got to just drink the thing straight. If it's wine, it's wine. If it's beer, it's beer. If it's bourbon, yeah. it's bourbon. I like a, a good mixed drink here and there, but I, I kind of, the cocktail, but I kind of just stick with just straight stuff. Mm. That's it. Simple. Yeah. And non-alcoholic. I don't know. I like coconut water. It's probably my favorite non-alcoholic. Coconut water. I like coconut water. I drink it a lot. It's actually the best to drink when you're drinking alcohol. I drink it every anytime I drink, gotta have coconut water because it hydrates you so much. Yeah, I haven't had coconut water in a while. You ever like cut open coconut and drink the water? Um, I have when I was little in Florida. I was like three, I don't remember it, but there's like a video. So, no, no, No? oh no, okay. (laughs) I need to do it. It's cool. You you know, you can open a coconut like a baby coconut with a butter knife. No, done it, just like (laughs) scrape, scrape off the, the. what is it? Fur? Yeah, whatever. Fur. <laughs> the coconut. <laughs> fur, scrape it off until you get to that hard part. And then there's like three lines mm-hmm. on the coconut, and you just jam the knife in that line mm. and then pop it up. And it, yeah. I think I do it on each line, though. I mm. don't know. But that was fun. Um, yeah, coconut water is great. <laughs> um, other than that, I like lemon water. Lemon water is great. I don't drink enough water. No? Um, <laughs> so. I do. I drink a lot. I drink like 10 of these a day. Well, cheers to water real quick. Let's take a sip. Mm, Chicago water. Great. Um, yeah, I just like, look, I don't get that far. But when I have a straw and a lemon, I'm good. Cucumber water is good. I love cucumber mint water. water. Mint water. Cucumber, mint, lemon water. What about cu- What about mint and orange? It's good. And water? Right, yes. I've never done that. That's good. Mint orange water. Yeah, it's pretty hmm. good. Um, yeah, so I got to have a little fruit in there or no something. No sodas. I like ginger ale. Ginger ale? Yeah. I don't really have, so- have soda. Kind of too, sh- too much sugar for my liking. I feel you. The, no. only, the only one is really just ginger ale. I don't usually buy, like, I don't buy juice. I don't buy pop like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you say soda? Yeah, I don't really drink okay. soda. Okay. Say what pop. do you say? You say pop? Pop. Yeah. I say I used to say pop. I grew okay. up saying pop, but then I got like older and met more people and I just got more soda. Soda. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I just say pop, you know. <laughs> there are certain words I stopped saying uh-huh. and I don't know how to say this without sounding like a complete Ugh. <laughs> like young me would be so mad, but it's like 
I can't help it. It's like meeting people from around the world, going to college, reading books. I started like not using certain slang I used to use, certain words. You just you just get exposed to stuff and you start to say things a different way. Is pop slang? Uh, no, it's, I don't it? think pop is slang, but soda sounds more like... Um, like the actual word for yeah, it? Yeah, but I think pop and soda are synonymous around the country. Yeah. You know, I just think soda is like fancier. But S- pop comes out syllables. of me. If I'm with certain soda. people I grew up with, I will say pop. Like, huh. you guys got some pop? And then when I talk it's about it... It's more casual. It's more casual. Yeah. When I talk about it is if I'm not drinking, but talk about the, the thing itself, I say soda. But if mm-hmm. I went to a party... And they're like, yeah, we're going to, like, get some, pick up some pop from the store. I'd be like, my favorite pop is root beer. Give me some root beer, you know? Mm. I would, it, it, it ebbs and flows. It changes. But in this kind of conversation. Say soda. I say soda. And I never used to until only a couple of years ago, which is weird. Mm. Yeah, it was always pop. Okay. I love where this conversation is. <laughs> we just completely, like, wait, what kind of snack? Pop? What's the name uh, of the I don't think I even answer, still answer. I guess I really don't know. Favorite? Cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Boom. Cool. Homemade or just store bought? I used to homemade is are the best, but mm. right now it's been Toll House. <laughs> just <laughs> pop it in the oven. Okay, at least it's like halfway uh, yeah. homemade. It's yeah. not like the stuff that's just sitting on a shelf. Oh no. That's nasty. I hate those. Those are I mean they're good, but they're not real. Like a cookies. chips ahoy that's like yeah. hard but not stale. You're like, what I'll is gra- this? Yeah. What is yeah. it made out of? <laughs> Just tell I'll them grab you've been a few. In the show like for. if I'm if somebody like has them out, I don't know if I'm at an event or a party and they got the co- yeah, I'll grab a yeah. couple. But yeah, because you just don't do it ever, I won't so it's eat okay. The whole thing, like I'll eat a whole batch of like Toll House or homemade cookies. You know? Homemade so, cookies are hard mm-hmm. to put down. I make a mean vegan homemade one and non-vegan one. What type of cookie? Uh, so chocolate vegan. chip, but it varies. I can be do oatmeal, I could do white macadamia, do the chocolate mm-hmm. cookie with white chocolate in it, peanut butter, snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle. Um, but yeah, I grew up making homemade chocolate chip cookies a lot. My grandma mm-hmm. made them, my mom made them, so it was my favorite thing. I made them for my friends. I was always making them for people, but then over the pandemic, I want to experiment. I tried doing more vegan stuff, and I made these amazing vegan cookies the only problem is they're so expensive to make mm. like like 20 normal cookies by normal I mean like eggs and butter mm-hmm. and they're not gluten free will be like I don't know a couple maybe like 8 bucks to make like make 32 cookies what do you use for the um like I've once used like flax meal and for the vegan ones it, so the yeah. vegan ones will be like $30 to make like 10 <laughs> Yeah. They're so expensive. I do, um, like for the yogurt. I do the oat. So the substitute, so I'll start with the dry ones first. I'll do an uh, oat uh, flour. Um, and then I'll do almond flour. And then I'll do almond milk, mm-hmm. which is kind of taking the substitute from the, I guess you say like the egg. And then I'll do coconut oil, which is kind of like the butter. Mm-hmm. And then baking soda, baking powder, sea salt. And then the, the coconut sugar is what makes it sweet instead of sugar, coconut sugar. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make it gluten-free and then vegan because you're not using the eggs or butter. Mix it all up and then to really top it off, which what makes it really expensive, I buy like really nice raw like cacao from like Madagascar or mm-hmm. Colombia or Ecuador, like mm-hmm. usually within the 
uh, Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn, you know, 23 and a half degrees mm-hmm. either side north or south of the equator. I'm getting nerdy here. <laughs> and that's where coffee beans are great and cacao plants are great. And I think coffee and cacao are cousins because the best things I've ever tasted, the best nootropic I've ever gotten is like taking raw, 100% raw chocolate, cacao, cutting a slice of it and like putting it on your tongue and then drinking a nice homemade coffee, like pour over coffee. That While it's on your tongue good. and have it melt in it. Oh, that sounds so good. It's unbelievable. That sounds amazing. But when you do it with that cookie, so you cut up the chocolate finely. Mm-hmm. It's 100% cacao, so it's no more sugar. And it the sweetness you get in the cookie is going to be from that coconut um, sugar. The chocolate's just flavor. Mm-hmm. And a normal person who's used to eating an American diet, having sugars all the time and cookies and stuff like that, wouldn't like this cookie, probably. They'd probably find it a little... Not that good, not that sweet, but my palate is not like that. Mm -hmm. I don't eat sugar really ever. I don't have soda. I don't have a lot of sweets, so it works for me. Yeah. It worked for a lot more adults. Kids probably wouldn't like it. I would like that. That sounds really good. very good. It's just a little expensive. I love dark chocolate. Um, That's the darkest chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, no, cacao I like to put in my uh, smoothies and my acai bowls and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, You make your own smoothies? Hmm? You make your own smoothies? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to work at this... uh, uh, juicery smoothie acai bowl place it was really good um, the the bowls were good and everything um, but n- yeah I make my own now and it's probably I would say that's my favorite dessert or favorite snack but it's expensive so I don't eat it that often so yeah acai bowls smoothies would be okay. my favorite I do smoothies like finally every answer day that for question. breakfast. <laughs> yeah, right. Full circle. And cookies. I said cookies. Cookies, but... smoothie bowls, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Long Island uh, iced yeah. teas and lemon water. Lemon water. Yeah. Well, milkshakes. No. Why is it all coming back to me now? I love milkshakes too. <laughs> so <laughs> you're naming like desserts. Though. <laughs> Those are snacks. I'm the... <laughs> what? What? Uh... That's so American. <laughs> what is this? Desserts or snacks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah no. Yeah. I think of snacks like oh, I got some cashews, dried apricots. That's such an old. These are selling like old man. <laughs> hey kids, want some dried apricots and cashews? They're unsalted and unsweetened. <laughs> Grandpa, you freak! Get out of here. No, that that cookie though. That sounds good. I, my sign- signature cookie is um, chocolate oatmeal pecan raisin Damn. cookies. That sounds great. And. I sometimes cook it with coconut oil instead of butter, and it's just perfect. That sounds good. Oh, my gosh. I miss it. I haven't made it in forever. I'm not going to make it for a while, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work. They're going to say, I'm going to make that soon. Yeah. I think it's because my kitchen is so small. I Mm, think once I move and have a bigger kitchen, I'm probably going to cook and bake a lot more. Yeah. It's like, it's very narrow. Mm -hmm. It's... It's narrow. <laughs> Can't even shut it. Yeah, it I mean, tiny. probably like w- from that table to this table. You share it with people, like roommate or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner. Okay. And yeah, it's just it's. It's not cool. It's just tight. I mean, we we make it work, but I don't. It's not fun to stay in that kitchen and cook. I know what you mean. And there's not a lot of counter space. So. You gotta have like my kitchen upstairs is. Kind of, it's decent. It's more open, so it's nice. Just mm-hmm. it does something, even though it could be the same square footage, but just having like that open yeah. feeling. You need change. that because, mm-hmm. like, it's mine's is like 
my apartment kind of winds. It's cool. Like, there's a room, and then there's a hall, and then there's the kitchen mm. is like a hallway. That's mm-hmm. how small it is. But at the same time, I do love my apartment. I do appreciate it. It's great for the gray days. Like, how the weather like was today. today. Mm-hmm. It's per- like, to sit in my apartment on days like this feels great. Do you have windows um, in multiple angles and stuff? Is that I right? have. Well, I only have north-facing windows, mm. so it's great in my apartment as well. But it, the way that I've decorated, um, and that like both of our, like me and my partner's furniture is put together, it just all it fits. Wait, you only um, have north-facing windows? North, in the living room and everything, and then I do have south-facing windows okay. in the kitchen though. Okay. And. The office, which is a smaller room. So all Still my plants some. have to stay in there. Okay, I was going to say, that sounds like torture. Only yeah. north? Because yeah. the sun is never north, ever. Mm-mm. Yeah, we have a ton of... We have big east, so the mornings are epic here. That's, like, it is awesome. just radiating. It's like, it makes my room hot, even in the winter. That's it, awesome. It's awesome. That. It's going to be brutal in July. Yeah. <laughs> but no west windows. Zero west, which I, I do west. miss. Yeah. My old house, I had... So many windows everywhere, so I I miss that sunset look. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of sad. Um, and then a couple north, but they're you know, north are useless in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool. It's good for the gray days, though. Yeah, for the rainy days. Yeah, feels, ambient light. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. But I do miss uh, west facing windows. My old apartment had that. We're so and old. I will always see the We're sunset. About window direction orientation. <sighs> I got north windows. What do you have? Like, that's how where we've gone after like two and a half hours. Like, all right, what kind of windows? <laughs> I like this conversation. Are they north or south? Tell me. Man, East or west? I do miss the west though. But yeah. yeah, what I mean, ideally, you want all four. Yeah, that would be four. great. You want some Just, central. You want some windows up top. Yeah. You so know, live in a glass box, but high up though, so people don't see your business. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. What, what's uh, what's your what does your business mean to you? I mean, just everything. Like, if I want to walk around in my apartment, just butt ass naked. <laughs> like, I, I, I could. I had a feeling that's what your business meant, but I, you know, I, I just got their own idea of what their business is. <laughs> Mind your business. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, up in your business. Yeah. yeah, no. But I also don't like for people to like. I don't want people looking into my apartment and places, seeing what I like. What you have just and being, stuff, your things, or well, that and also, I mean, I, I, I am with my partner now, but like being a a woman, like living alone in an apartment, like you don't want anybody mm-hmm. knowing that you live there. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. I've heard that well, women. I'd are rather live different. on the top floor. They're different when it comes to everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like. There is not like, a what lot do you do? of. Like, oh, I go walking out there. Like, you walk. At night, I'm like, yeah, walk at night. You don't? You're like, no. Yeah. No, I don't. Can't really do that. <laughs> now, if I can help it, I don't. I'm like, oh, I walk whenever I want, however I want, wherever I want. Like, I don't I don't think about it at all. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can, before we uh, uh, end this wild conversation, <laughs> to go full circle, because I'm aware that I'm in a place where I am significantly less to be messed with by anybody, being an average height man who's you know in his in their thirties, I'm 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 not a martial artist, but I'm certainly I wouldn't want to mess with me. I don't know, I'm a little crazy. <laughs> uh, might set your eyebrows on fire. I don't know. <laughs> don't forget the eyelashes now. <laughs> but um, I don't worry worry about that stuff ever. Mm. Like I just go wherever I walk, wherever I do whatever. So 
coming to realize how much of advantage, I guess you could say, or privilege, whatever word you want to use that I have to be able to do that, I use that to try to help those who don't. Mm. Again, full circle to this podcast, to the fest, all the things, workshops I do, that workshop you guys did when I had that the group of people here. It's like, I'm good. Like, I still have to work very hard to have what I have, but like, I can at least work hard and get stuff and I'll mm. get it and no one's going to stop me. No one's ever going to stop me. And that's great. So because of that, it's like I use what I have to help others. And if that means I can go out into the world more easily or even I'm using walking as a metaphor, but I'm saying that's why I do what I do. I'm, I'm fully self-aware now of like, man, people really can't do this or that or, you know, like that workshop, like women don't really get exposure to like audio production. They're not, not, to, not that they're not interested. It's just such a boys club. You know, they, it's just hard to, like, get your foot in mm. there without being, like, weirded out, embarrassed, hit on, you name it, mm-hmm. you know. So I try to just use everything I have to, like, lift up everyone. Well, I still have to stay alive and lift up myself, but, yeah. 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 But is there anything you want to share or add before we leave? Anything you want to promote, talk about, um, any music, mm. your your Instagram, Facebook? TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, social security number, anything. <laughs> <laughs> so my social security. Um, no. Um, I would just tell people to stay tuned into what I'm doing next. And uh, also listen to As I Am. It's a great song. Follow my, my Instagram, you know. and What's the handle? Uh, Ayana.brownbay. At. I-Y-A-N-A dot B-R-O-W-N-V-E-Y. <laughs> so. You had to say it before. <laughs> Any other so. social media spots or just Instagram? Uh, yeah, Instagram is fine. I, I'm not really on Facebook. I have one, but It's every musician just, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No TikTok? No TikTok. I can't stand TikTok. No. Even though... Even though I do watch reels on Instagram, and that's basically TikTok, but yeah, I don't, I can't stand TikTok. Though. No. I can't. I only use it to promote like the clip that will be for this that goes on Instagram, mm-hmm. goes on TikTok, goes on like mm-hmm. Twitter, like all these things I have. They're all in a folder on my my cell phone, and it's like whatever clip or photo I make for usually Instagram, I intend for that. I just copy and put it in everything. Like, yeah, I don't even look. Yeah. It just spreads stuff further. There's more people and it works. I mean, there's more, you get more followers and stuff, but yeah, it's definitely dangerous to just, to be on those things. TikTok's yeah. rough. It's Honestly, a rough one. I wish I didn't have to use social media. I I'm don't right want there it. with you. I don't want it. Me neither. But kind of have to. And I mean, cause I like, I'm sometimes thinking about how, uh, you know, I need it to network with people. But most of my time spent on Instagram is not networking. It's scrolling. Yeah. And it's just like, can I just get rid of this? But, oh, no, what if somebody needs to contact me or I need to contact them? It's true. And you're it's not, never you're that. You're not real unless oh, you're sometimes. on. Sometimes. But. You're not. It's like people don't think you're real unless you're on it. So. Yeah. Follow you on Instagram. Yeah. Make it real. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Check out your music on all social medias yeah. and all um, streaming services. Mm-hmm. Right? Just stay stay tuned. And, and spell out sold out for people because it's a little interesting of a word. S-O-L-D-I-L. D. 
Start. We'll start that over. S O L. Okay. Start over. <laughs> so at S O L underscore D I A L underscore Soul Dial. Well, that's the Instagram handle. It's just S O L D I A L. And you can find it on all streaming services. Yeah, well, we are in the works of putting some music out there, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay so tuned. So just go to Instagram and then stay tuned. Yeah. Follow so follow the Soul Dial page. Follow Ayana Brown Bay, and you're good. Just be patient with us. Stay tuned. We got you. That was good. And you like looked <laughs> into the eye. And you're like for the first time ever. Like wait, there's a camera there. <laughs> Cool. I wasn't sure if I was if I was supposed it's, to it, wear. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What's up? Okay. <laughs> thank uh, you so much for this, Ben. This thank was you, awesome. Anna. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. At first, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to ask her. Don't want to offend her. And then you just were like, don't talk about that. <laughs> no, it was really fun to talk with you and get to know you better. I'm happy for this opportunity. So thank you for coming out here and trusting this whole experience. It was fun. Yeah. And thank you for playing. DZ Fest in the past. That was yeah. really great. I hope you enjoyed your time. I did. And uh, thank you for playing here back in November. That was really fun. And thank I can't you. wait to work with you again. Yeah, I'm mm. looking forward to Let's it. Let's do it. To and the I got next. Rock climbing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> rock climbing is coming up. I'm going to come um, do that. We can probably do something like that next week. Yeah, we do it. Yeah. We'll text about it. No, we yeah. got, we'll text. Good. Easy. Now, I know that Cleveland number is not a real yeah. or a telemarketer i was like i'm not answering i literally looked at it i was like oh that's i don't answer my phone for anything like i got you because my my internet my phone is on the internet my number is on Mm -hmm. google because the business okay so i get bombarded so i don't answer got you that makes sense my my thing is like if they have a cell phone don't Mm -hmm. text me okay that makes sense that's the only way to weed out but anyway enough about me thank you for doing this for being here check out um your music and Stay tuned for your music and all the good stuff. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ciao. Bye, everybody. Bye.